Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hello, Grace Hancock. You're late. I, I am. I am sorry about that. It's LA traffic. Well, I gave you five minutes and now you got three, so shoot. Cool. Uh, well, first off, uh, I just wanted to say welcome back oh. to the Schmodown. We're all super excited to have you here and your new position as president. And uh, it's, it's an exciting, it's a new day. And um, I just want you to know that a lot of us are in your corner. We, we fully support you. We're going to give you the benefit of the doubt. I know there's some bad apples saying some bad things, but we are supporting you on social media and the rest. Well, that's very kind of you. Thank you. Okay. So you know how there's like the, the free for all coming up? Of course. Okay. Uh, and you know how like two years ago, uh, I was uh, number one at the free for all and I had to go through the entire free-for-all and it was kind of a whole thing. What can I do for you? So I got my, I got my number for this year's free-for-all and I got the number one again. Congrats, it's amazing. Yeah, it's not so much like a congratulations as it is a, oh God, I'm gonna die uh, kind of thing. Like it comes with a lot of pressure, it comes with a lot of anxiety. Uh, my bad knee is like worse than ever. I'm worried about my back, I'm not getting any younger. And if I have to go through the whole thing again, I mean, I was going to take it up with HR, but I was like, I'll go to Grace because she's like the nicest person here at the Schmodown. And I know that we're not supposed to change our numbers and I'm not asking for any special treatment. But I don't know, maybe if someone dropped out, we could shuffle them around. I, I, I don't know. I just wanted to bring it up just in case. Yeah, it's just we don't really do that. We don't really switch the numbers. It's kind of like what you get is what you get. I respect that. Apropos of nothing. I do have all of these fancy soaps from Salt Cat Soap, my Etsy store. Uh, these are all handcrafted soaps, uh, and they're very, very nice. Uh, we got this one. Uh, this is a honey oatmeal soap bar made with real uh, honey and oatmeal. And this is a Bibbs banana bar. Uh, it smells like uh, banana cream. Uh, and uh, oh, and this one, this one's really exciting. This one actually uh, reminds me of you. This is chocolate ganache and strawberry lion. And it's fitting because Christian says that you're always lying. Growl, growl. <laughs> that is incredibly thoughtful. Thank you so much. You know what? I changed my mind. I'm going to switch your number. Really? Really. I'm, I'm not going to be number one? You're not going to be number one. Oh, my God. Grace, thank you. You are truly the nicest person at the Schmodown. Everything everyone says about you is wrong. You are not Satan in human skin. You're just, you're just the best. Thank you. Well, you're too kind. Well, great. Good talk. Uh, that was your five minutes, so I've got to run. I respect that. Um, oh, you know what? You don't mind grabbing this, do you? I mean, That's I That's so sweet I actually... of you. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. Also, hey, how can oh, I help you? Oh, yeah, hi. 
You know what? Actually, I'm just gonna order a couple things to go because I don't really cook. I mean, um, it's not great. Can I get? Can I? Do you have vegan burgers? Yes. Okay, I'm gonna take one of those and then I want just a normal burger, medium rare. Okay. Um, can I get a side of fries with that aioli? Absolutely. Yeah, that'd be great. And then, you know what? Can I also get an iced coffee Got and it. like a like a small lemonade, just like a small one. Oh, just small. And then, do you have desserts? Do you have like sweet? Yeah, yeah, we have some cheesecake. Yeah. Oh, okay. Let's take two of the cheesecakes. Great. And then, um, and it just this in a to-go box would be great. Okay, coming right up. Thank you. Oh man, you're really saving me so much time later. I really appreciate this. This has been great. Thank you for the soaps. Good to see you and uh, good luck on Saturday. Hello all, it's your president, Grace, and of course, our commissioner, Jay Washington. Oh, thank you. It just sounds so wonderful to hear. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> the free-for-all is our best event, in my opinion, and now it's even better because I'm in charge. 40 competitors and a major opportunity for our winner. So here's the opportunity. The winner is going to get a title shot. And thanks to our illustrious and wonderful and gracious president, the MVP is going to get three points for the faction. Now, here's where I get real. I know a lot of y'all going to mess this up. You're going to blow it. You're going to be like, I knew the answer. I studied this, blah, blah, blah. And then you go cry. There's all type of calamity and devastation and tears. And guess what? I'm here for it. Absolutely. So, nerds, enjoy the show. And you're welcome. Free-for-all is an event like no other. 40 competitors. The winner gets a guaranteed title opportunity, and the MVP gets three points for their three faction. Points? exciting events of the entire season nobody knows who's going to be in the free-for-all this saturday only four people so far have been announced for that free-for-all uh, and myself adam collins william bibiani and dan merle everybody else is a, is a total question mark you get to see all your favorite players in one spot anything can happen that's what makes it so exciting and everybody is given a fair chance to win is this just your event like do you yes. just know how to play this event yes i just know a lot about movies anything william bibiani can do i can do better so 
ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the movie trivia schmodown. It is the 2021 season eight free for all. We did not get a chance to do the actual free for all last season. We, of course, did the horror free for all. But this is the big one. 40 competitors. Who's in it? We don't know, but there's 40 competitors. Last person standing gets a title shot of any division of their choosing. I'm Christian Harloff, joined, as always, by Mark Baby Carrot Dulles. Thank you, Christian. I'll wait for everyone to sit down before I begin my remarks. What an event the free-for-all has become. It's an eruption of movie trivia questions. 40 competitors will jump at the chance to win it, but only one at the end of the day will still be standing on top of the world and Christian, the free for all and the history therein has given us some of the great competitors and greatest all time moments in the history of this great sport. One thinks about Mark and Draco clearing the table at the very first free for all felling four all stars in a single strike. Or you think about William Bibiani and his still standing from one to 40 at the last free for all that we were able to do live in Los Angeles at a downtown theater. Now we're doing it virtually but the stakes have never been higher. This is the all-star game. It really is. This is the all-star game all the way through, and the stakes are massive because of the opportunity that there is a title shot on the line forever wins. And the thing is that even though this has become so much of a team sport, this does put the power in the player's hand. For example, if a player wins who is nowhere near title contention, nowhere near it, and they win, if they want to, they can hold that shot out until next year. Let's say they don't win any matches this season. They go 0-3, and, and they don't think, well, I'm not going to get drafted. Well, I won the free-for-all. I have a guaranteed shot at seven points. I'm going to use that to negotiate make sure I get drafted. That's possible. Another possibility is someone who has a number one contender shot. They win it. I'm going to skip the number one contender shot and just take my title shot. Grace Hancock, our president, she also made the rule here because of someone if you get a performance of what William Bibiani did the legendary performance of what he did at free for all 2019 staying from number one making it all the way then getting the MVP that is going to be rewarded with three points if that was back then then the quirky mercs would have gotten those three points but you know what I'm saying so that is going to be a massive massive thing for both the MVP and for the winner of this thing and it, it the stakes are high Mark as you said we're ready to get going yeah, you know, I did some rewatching of Free For All's past last evening. And just think about the final five that we had at that Free For All downtown. You had William Bibiani, who came all the way from number one. You had Dan the Goat Merle. You had John Humphrey surprising people. JTE and Janine the Machine. You talk about Murderer's Row. We had sudden death. All sorts of surprises and bells and whistles. And you can expect more of the same this season and today because the Free For All Numero four is upon us. It's about to begin, and you want to see all the great moments, what it means to the, to the competitors, what it means to those people that we know are already competing, and some of the best moments in the past. Well, take a look at this. Well, I'm hyped up. I'm ready for it. I'm ready to go. The free-for-all, all the great moments, and we're ready to get into the free-for-all number four mark. It's time for the movie trivia schmodown. Free for all style, ladies and gentlemen. Introducing contestant number one. Representing the usual suspects. 
He is the former movie trivia schmodown champion of the world, Ethan Big Time Irwin. Ethan Big Time Irwin has arrived. Ethan y'all. Irwin taking the number one spot here in the free-for-all. Ethan, good to see you, my friend. You too, you too. All right. He's got the IMDb hat. Is that from the Comic-Con party of a couple years ago, Christian? It certainly looks like it. I believe it is. <laughs> Introducing contestant number two. Representing the Den. Making his Schmodown free-for-all debut. It's the Soul Show. This is Soul. Welcome, everybody, to a very special Soul Show, where today's theme is surprise. Hi, Saul. Saul making it first free-for-all. Saul, the Soul Show, here begins as he represents the den as... Number two, the den coming in with the number two spot. All right. So Saul has entered, Mark. Saul has. He looks ready to go. Introducing contestant number three. Representing the Finstock Exchange. Led to the ring by Elvis. This is the Barbarian! Looks like Elvis has forgiven him since uh, that match, so... Piston made up. Good to see the Barbarian here. Now, that was Barbarian. That was contestant three. What a start so far. What a table already, as we're only three in. Mark, pretty good start. I don't think that Ethan's IMDb hat could contain the hair falling out of either Saul or Barbarian. Introducing contestant number four. Representing Swag. Making his Schmodown free-for-all debut. A Cube Bradley. Let's get it. The Rook is here. What a spot to be in and a way to potentially prove yourself here. What Joining a table like this, the cube has arrived. All right. Right, Christian. And as Canadian tradition, Bradley does sleep in a crib behind him. <laughs> so that is our four spots so far with one left to go. Who could it be? Who could it be? Introducing contestant number five. Representing the quirky Mercs. He is the 2018, the 2019 free for all MVP and the former movie trivia schmodown teams champion 
and the former movie trivia showdown champion of the world, the Beast, William Bibiotti. Muted. In classic no, Beast no, fashion, no. he is Great. muted. Oh, maybe he's not muted on purpose, but either no, I am muted. I was muted. I, Christian, I just want you to know I thought about it. Grace is not a very nice person after all. I, I've been trying to tell people this one. I've been, I've, been, I've been trying to tell people this, that she, she says one thing and she does something completely different. Well, William Bibiani is indeed the fifth competitor. And what a massive table this is already as we start. Ethan Irwin. We have Saul, the Barbarian, Bradley Tingle, and William, the Beast, Bibiani. Mark, what are the rules of the free-for-all? Well, the way we're set, I feel like we should all be singing a certain sitcom theme song. Here's the story of a man named Beast, but I digress. In round number one, as in every round in the free-for-all, it is five questions per round. These questions are asked to the field of competition. It's going to feel a lot like a round at number one in a typical movie trivia schmodown match because each question's worth one point. There's no penalty for missing a question, and there is obviously no stealing in any free-for-all question round. Here's where it gets a little tricky. There are no JTE rules. Christian and I will do our best to make sure each and every competitor hears the question loud and clear. Should we determine that more time is needed or a repeat is warranted, we will re-ask the question. We will also provide the category before each question is asked. There are no challenges. Thank God. It's already going to be a long show. No challenges in the free-for-all. We have vetted these questions from PJ Campbell, head writer, and his incredible crew, and we believe that they are going to be challenge-free. At the end of the round, five questions are asked. Whoever has the most points will obviously move on. Whoever has the least amount of points will be eliminated. Christian, look at the field. They seem ready. They seem fervent. One of them has a gopher. Ethan Irwin, are you ready? <laughs> Always be closing. Saul, are you ready? Yeah. Barbarian, <laughs> are you ready? Ellis, we will not stand those insults to Elvis. And yes, we are ready. Bradley, are you ready? Cuban, my friend. And William Bibiani, are you ready? Let's do this again. Growl, growl. Then let's get ready to schmodown. Mark, question number one. Question number one in the free-for-all. Number four is in the category of musicals and the question therein. Who directed 2005's adaptation of the Broadway musical Rent? 15 seconds to get it, and we are off and running. Christian, I forgot my bedpan. All right, you'll be all right. And 10 seconds on the clock, and here we go. And five, four, three, two, one pens down, please. Ethan Irwin. Chris Columbus. Yes. And Saul. Tom Hooper. Didn't have it. Incorrect. Uh, Barbarian. Did not have it. Uh, Tingle. I said Baz Lerman. And Beast. How we gonna pay Chris Columbus's rent? Correct. Christian, question number two. <laughs> question number two is in the realm of 70s. 
which actress plays Dwan, the sole survivor of a shipwreck alongside Jeff Bridges in 1976's King Kong? You know, I um, saw that new one recently. Oh, yeah, it's a pretty good one. King Kong vs. Godzilla right now could be Bibiani vs. Irwin. Five, (laughs) four, three, two, one. Pens down, hands up, please. And we start with Saul. Mia Farrow? It's incorrect. Barbarian? Jessica Lange. Yes. Bradley? Jessica Lange. Yes. Bibiani? Barbarian is a hand puppet. Uh, It's uh, Jessica Lange. It is. And Ethan? Jessica Lange. Correct. All right. So right now, uh, we have Ethan with two, Saul, zero, uh, and both Barbarian and Bradley with one and Bibiani with two. All right. Here we go. Question number three, Mark. This next one goes out to our beloved friend, Scott Mans. Check out his YouTube channel. It's movie release dates is the category. And the question, the Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie film, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, came out in what year? already super it's the first round it's super super intense i love it and five four three two one pens down hands up please and we start with the barbarian 2005 that's right bradley i had 2008 correct i had 2004 beast misses that one and ethan 2005 and saul 2005 all right, so right, right right now we have now Saul and Bradley tie this one up. Bibiani missing one here, too. So right now Ethan has the lead here as it is three to one to two to one to two. All right, here is the next question. This is question number four. Westerns. Westerns. John Wayne starred in the 1969 version of True Grit as well as its 1975 sequel. What is the title of the sequel? And five, four, three, two, one. Pens down, hands up, please. And Bradley. The shootest? It's incorrect. William. Is it Rooster Cogburn? It is. Ethan Irwin. Rooster Cogburn. Yes, Saul. McClintock and Bibbs. I mean, sorry, Barbarian. Mr. Cogburn. It's correct. So Saul and Bradley missed that one. So here's where we stand at the moment, Mark. So right now it is Ethan, Barbarian, and Bibbs all safe at the moment. And Saul and Bradley going to be fighting it out here to see if they both get it right. They're both eliminated. One gets it right, one gets it wrong. Whoever gets it wrong is eliminated. Here's question number five. And the fun of the free-for-all is just beginning. The final category for this round is SNL movies. That stands for Saturday Night Live. And the question for one point to determine who moves on and who doesn't, which SNL actress plays Vicky in the film MacGruber? What's going to happen? You got to root for some people to get it. You got to root for some people to miss it. And it's... It's massive. It's massive here because five, four, three, two, one. Pens down. Hands up, please. And we start with William Bibiani. Is it Kristen Wiig? It is. Uh, Ethan Irwin. Kristen Wiig. Saul. 
Rachel Dratch. Barbarian. Kristen Wig. And Bradley to stay in the match. Kristen Wig. He stays in. And with that, Saul has been eliminated. So right now, Bradley, Ethan, Barbarian, and William survive. And we're going to bring in our next competitor here. Who could it be? Introducing contestant number six. Representing corruption. He is the 2020 Horror Free-For-All winner and the former movie trivia Schmodown champion of the world, Adam the Coyote Collins. Adam the Coyote Collins. This has just got very very interesting. Adam Collins has entered the virtual battlefield, and now we have six new contestants. That's right. Dear God, do I have to read the rules? No, I'm told the rules are the same for every round, so I don't have to keep rereading them. A very professorial-looking coyote, and question number one of five in this round for a point is in the category of comedies. (laughs) (laughs) Much appreciate it your question who plays dr grace hart in holmes and watson good start here right away i mean the question writers are ready what's going on here i mean the 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 heavy hitters that are already in this thing five four three two one pens down hands up please and we start with ethan Irwin. I have no idea. I said Rebecca Hall. You are correct, sir. Adam Collins. I whiffed. I said Rose Byrne. Uh, Barbarian. Did not have it. Uh, Bradley Tingle. I said Rachel McAdams. And Beast. I tried so hard to erase that movie from my mind. I had Ruth Wilson. So only Ethan Irwin getting that one right so far. And he even had to guess at that one. So Ethan taking the lead. Everyone else moved, missed it. And here is the next question. Here's the next question. Coming from dystopian future and time travel. Okay, here we go. Which actress plays Maggie McFly in Back to the Future 3? Christian, it's almost like Ethan Irwin knows more about Sherlock Holmes lore than most other people. He might, but he might not. Game of Shadows. Five, four, three, two, one. Pens down, please. Adam Collins. Leah Thompson. Yes. Barbarian. Leah Thompson. Yes. Bradley. I wish. I was going to say Leah. And Bibiani. Leah Thompson. Irwin. Leah Thompson. All right. So everyone got to one except Tingle right now. So at the moment, at the moment, uh, he is behind. Is Ethan two? Everyone else one. And Tingle with zero at the moment. All right. Here's question number three in this round. Question number three in this round, Mark. And that arrives in the category of movie quotes. These are quotes from Talking Pictures. And the question for a point. In what 1998 romantic comedy will you hear the quote, I wanted it to be you, I wanted it to be you so badly? Which is what I hear from Christian on a weekly basis. Via text, via telegram. I got receipts. Yes, and I'm not denying. And five. Four, 
Three, two, one. Pens down, hands up, please. Pens down, hands up, and we start with the barbarian. You've got mail. Yes, sir. Bradley. Nothing. Uh, Bibbs. Another movie I tried to erase from my memory. I had one away, Bride. Uh, Ethan. Uh, I said Jerry Maguire, so there Ooh, we go. And Adam Collins. You've got mail. Adam Collins. So we have a three-way tie at the moment. It's Irwin. It's Collins. It is the Barbarian. So right now, Tingle still with zero and Bibbs with one as we get to our next question. Question number four. Historical epics. Historical epics. Which Lord of the Rings actor plays the protagonist, Balian, in Ridley Scott's epic film, Kingdom of Heaven? We are not throwing softballs to start this out. It's, I mean, look, and you got these hitters coming in, too, and (laughs) it is a scrap. There's no doubt about it. Five, four, three, two, one. Pens down, please. Pens down, please. Bradley. Orlando Bloom. Yes. William. Orlando Bloom. Ethan. Orlando Bloom. Collins. Orlando Bloom. Barbarian. Orlando Bloom. All right. So very interesting scenario at the moment. So Ethan, Adam, and the Barbarian all safe. If Bradley gets it right and and Bibbs misses, they're both out. However, if Bibbs gets it right, then Bradley is out. All right. Here we go. Here is the final question in this round. And that is going to be in the category of remakes and reboots. And the all-important question, which actor plays Captain Christopher Pike in 2009's Star Trek? This is a big question on so many of them. You ready? You ready? Yeah. Five, four, three, two, one. Pens down, please. Hands up. And Bibiani. Star Trek is what we must do. Bruce Greenwood played Christopher Pike, too. Bruce Greenwood is correct. Bibiani survives. And Irwin. Bruce Greenwood. Yes. Collins. Bruce Greenwood. Barbarian. Bruce Greenwood. And Bradley. I whiffed on it. All right. And with that, Bradley Tingle has been eliminated. Thank you, Bradley. And look at the table so far. Anybody coming into this? Irwin, Collins, Barbarian, and Bibiani right away. They are going to be in for it. So who is going to be up next? We are about to find out. Introducing contestant number seven. Making his Schmodown free-for-all debut. Representing. The Dungeon, Robert the Spider, Harker! Parker makes his debut here in the free-for-all, and it is, are going down. it is not a small table to debut in. I didn't realize we didn't have an age limit. All right, well, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. So, at ages with that mustache, Irwin, Ooh. Collins, Barbarian, Parker, and Bibiani. All right, Mark, so now we get to the first question in this round. 
That's right. If you're joining us late, no, this is not a University of Phoenix online graduation ceremony. It is the free-for-all. And for a point, the question is in the category of courtroom dramas and legal thrillers. Fun. Who plays John Milton, the man who turns out to be the devil in The Devil's Advocate? Christian, do you find uh, John Milton as boring and unfunny as Donald Sutherland in Animal House does? Five. Yes. Four. Three. Two. One. Pens down. Hands up, please. And Ethan Irwin. Al Pacino. Yes. Adam. Al Pacino. Barbarian. Al Pacino. Parker. Dunkachino. And Beast. <laughs> John Melton. I just got that. Al Pacino. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, right. super, it's super clever. So here is the next question. This is monster movies. Monster movies. Which actor plays the lead character, Jake Pentecost, in Pacific Rim Uprising? Would that also be uh, called Pacific Rim 2? Yeah. So, I mean, oh, I mean, well, yeah, with benefit of the doubt, that would work. Five, four, three, two, one. Pens down, please. And Adam Collins. John Boyega. Yes. Barbarian. John Boyega. Parker. John Boyega. Beast. John Boyega. And Ethan. Same Z's. Okay, so right now it is all tied up at two, Mark, and now we get to the third. That's right, Ethan, with the most total points so far in the free-for-all. That could change at any second. Your next question for a point is in the category of festival darlings. And here we go. This 2017 dark comedy about a woman who moves to Los Angeles to try and befriend her Instagram idol starred Aubrey Plaza and Elizabeth Olsen. You know how much I love hearing the pens squeak like it's a basketball game. Yep. Five. Was that Elvis? Three. Two. One and pens down, please. Pens down, please. And we start here with the barbarian. I couldn't remember the name of the main character, so I took a stab and said Jenny goes west. That is incorrect, Robert Parker. I remember it now. I saw it, but I couldn't remember the title. Uh, peace. Ingrid goes Ingrid, west. Yeah, That's right. Ethan. Ingrid goes west. And Adam Collins. Ingrid goes west. Collins, Irwin, and Beast all tied up, and the two IG players are now, right now it is 2-2 between Parker and the Barbarian as we get to question number four. Question four, this is in the realm of the 2010s. 2010s. Which actress appeared in the 2010s films Focus, Bombshell, and Birds of Prey? Yeah, pretty good resume there. Yeah, so, it's like I think focus little, is underrated. One little question mark separates it. Five, four, one name, three, Ingrid, two, one. Pens down, please. Pens down, please. And Parker, uh, Margot Robbie. Yes, Beast, Margot Robbie. Ethan, Margot Robbie. Adam, Margot Robbie. And Barbarian, Margot Robbie. 
Okay, so here is where we are at the moment. At the moment, this could get very interesting because if Parker and Barbarian get it right and everybody else gets it wrong, we're going to have our first sudden death round. However, if both Parker and Craig get it wrong here, they both could get eliminated. All right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right, here is the next question. That's right. Final question in this round. And look, from the looks of the competitors, this is fitting crime movies. And your question for one point. Who plays gang lord Victor Sweet in the 2005 crime thriller Four Brothers? Ooh, man. Hey, we're not we're not pulling punches here. It's the free for all, baby. Five. Four. Three, two, one. Pens down, please. And William. I'm going to butcher the pronunciation. Chiwetel Ejiofor. That is right. Ethan. Chiwetel Ejiofor. Coyote. Add the other Chiwetel Ejiofor, J.K. Simmons. Oh, interesting. <laughs> uh, Barbarian. I did not have it. Mark Wahlberg. And Parker. I wrote Johnny Depp. Oh, and with that. Robert Parker and the Barbarian have been eliminated. Good job, guys. Wow. Very interesting. What a turn of events there. And Parker and Barbarian being eliminated. And we're going to bring in two new competitors here. Introducing contestant number eight. Representing the stars. He is the reigning two-time movie trivia schmodown team's champion of the world, Mark the Android Andrego. Mark Andrego making his first appearance of the year in the schmodown. And we know what he's done in the free-for-all. So this is, of course, him matched up with Bibbs. Here we go. All right. Introducing contestant number nine. Representing the dungeon. He is the 2019 free-for-all winner. He is the former movie trivia showdown team champion and the reigning five-time movie trivia showdown champion of the world, Dangerous Dan Murrow. Merle is here, an early number by Dan Merle, and oh my goodness, what are we in for now? So our you? competitors are here, Mark. The next round is about to begin. The next round is about to begin. Here is the uh, first question, Mark. That's right, and just as a reminder to the newcomer, Dan Merle. Dan, these are questions about movies. Oh, no. Sorry, dude. Yeah. Oh. oh, boy. Good All luck. Right. Godspeed. The category now is... Marvel movies. This could be MCU or separate Marvel fair. Your question. Who directed X-Men First Class? 
What a table this is. You look at all the talent that is in the movie trivia showdown right now. Right now, you are looking at all champions. These are all champions. This is insane. Five. And technically, four, I'm here. Three, <laughs> two, one. Pens down, please. Ethan Irwin. Matthew Vaughn. Yes. Collins. Matthew Vaughn. And Draco. Matthew Vaughn. Dan. Matthew Vaughn. Bibbs. Matthew Vaughn. We're all tied up. We are all tied up. All right, here is the next question. We're be here for a while, aren't we? Next that. question is Stephen King. Stephen King. Who stars as a young girl with pyrokinetic powers in 1984's Firestarter? Christian, I, I'm having a maybe a flashback. I'm not sure. Do competitors number six and number nine know each other? It's possible. It's certainly possible. And it looks like they just met last week. Five, four, three, two, <laughs> one. And somebody was like machine gun fire. All right, here we go. We start with Adam Collins. Drew Barrymore. Yes. Mark Andreco. Bill Drew Barrymore. Dan. Drew Barrymore. Beast. Drew Barrymore. Ethan Irwin. Drew Barrymore. <laughs> Getting shades of 2017 here. All right, here we go. Here is the next question, Mark. This is uh, the third question. That's right. If you're running a 40-yard dash, do not let Christian Harloff be your timer. Your next category <laughs> is in the category of Pixar movies. And for a point it is, what Hollywood legend voices Doc Hudson in Cars? Hey, Christian, I, I got to tell you, the only movie I've ever seen better than Cars, Cars 2. It's not this. I liked it. The only Five, movie better than Cars is every other movie. Four. Thank you, Mark. Three, two, one. Pens down, please. Pens down, please. Mark Andreco. Paul Newman? Yes. Dan? Paul Newman. Bibbs? The director of the effects of gamma ray radiation on Man in the Moon Marigold, Paul Newman. Yes. Ethan? He makes a mean Caesar salad dressing. And Collins. Paul Newman. Okay, so we are all tied up at three as we get to our next question. Next question. All right, here we go. Here's the next one. This is in the category of new releases. In the category of new releases. What 2020 film features supporting performances from Elizabeth Debicki, Martin Donovan, and Kenneth Branagh? You know who gave a great supporting performance in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, Christian? Allison Duty. Five. Four. Do you think her career would be different if she had a different name? Yes. One. Pens down, please. And we start with Dangerous Dan. Tenet. Yes. Beast. I palindromed it. Tenet. Irwin. <laughs> well done, Bibbs. Collins. Tenet. And Andreco. We are all tied up at four. So the scenario we find ourselves at the moment, if everybody gets the next one right, we go to our first sudden death. However, if we have one person who has a five, whoever has the lowest, whoever misses, and this one is eliminated. All right, here we go. Here is the next question. This is sci-fi films, sci-fi films. And a whole lot riding on this one, Christian. And the question is, in Bumblebee, 
What sport was Charlie highly proficient in that she stepped away from because of a family tragedy? Can you do it again, Mark? That's a tough question. I can give it to you again. In Bumblebee, what sport no, was I'm Charlie at, I'm highly proficient? I'm at a Draco. Can he clear the table? Oh, and you know, <laughs> it's all right. Last time I do something nice for any competitor, Christian. I'm sorry. And we don't have to start the clock over, even with the repeat. And the count. five, four, four, two, three, Seven. two, one. All right, we're going to start with Bibbs. Diving. It's incorrect. All right, Ethan. Here's no, my correct. No, diving. Diving is, is correct. Diving yeah, is diving. correct. Sorry, yeah, sorry. No. Diving oh. is correct. So you said driving. Diving no. is correct. Oh. Yes. Ethan. Well, I definitely didn't get it. I said baseball. Collins. Soccer. And Draco. Nothing. Dan. Career moment, Bibbs, because I said soccer. Oh, nice. Clear the table. Oh, my God. Reverse. We are reversed. This time it's not in Draco. It's Bibiani. Dan gone. And Draco gone. And Irwin. Gone, Bibiani does the new XXXX5. Unbelievable. Wow. Wow. What a moment by Bibbs. Bibbs, <laughs> you did it again, you crazy mother. You did it again, and you just made best friends with every single person that's coming in next. <laughs> the Reddit well page is going to be furious. Wow. <laughs> wow. Unbelievable. All right, oh ladies God. and gentlemen. Introducing contestant number 10, representing swag, Eric Zeman Super. Hey guys, thank you so much, Bibbs. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome, buddy. You're welcome so much. Oh, he's so happy. Look at him. He's so excited sweat, sweat, as he should trip. be. Yeah, we coming for the ships. Sway, sway, Alright, the eleventh competitor. Ladies and gentlemen. Introducing contestant number eleven. Representing the Finstock Exchange, making his Schmodown free for all debut. Downtown Griffin Newman. Griffin Newman making his free for all debut with the pink gloves, the pink hat. We love it. Looking straight out of Days of Thunder. All right, so we have Bibbs, we have Zipper, we have Newman, and now we get to the next competitor. Introducing contestant number 12, representing the quirky Mercs, making his Schmodown free-for-all debut. The Jackal, Jesse Swift. Swift is here and another Merc with Bibiani. You did it. That's four. That's four. We got one left. Introducing contestant 
number 13. Representing Corruption. The Enigma. Mark Hoyk. Mark Hoyk entering at number 13. This is yet another table. Beast might have cleared one table, but he finds himself in another very competitive table here. We are set, Mark, and the new round, the new table, it is about to begin. What is the first question? It's question number 21, if you're keeping score at home, Tim Duncan's number, and the category for a point is Lucasfilm. Here's the question. Who was a scriptwriter on all of these films? Raiders of the Lost Ark, The Empire Strikes Back, and Solo, A Star Wars Story. Bibiani with a legendary moment, but now, Christian, you eliminate all four other competitors. You just get four new great ones. He does. He's just five. Four, three, two, one. Pens down, please, and zipper. Lawrence Kasdan? Yes. Uh, Griffey Nooms? Larry Kasdan? Yes. Jackal? Lawrence Kasdan? Mark Hoyk? Lawrence Kasdan? And Bibbs? Director of the hilarious I Love You to Death, Lawrence Kasdan? All right, so we're all tied up again. And here is the next question. Here's the next question Planet of the Apes. Dr. Zayas says. The Forbidden Zone was once a paradise. Your breed made a desert of it ages ago in which apes film? That sounded menacing. Yeah. Listen, Bibbs is menacing. Look what he's done in in the three free-for-alls. The last three free-for-alls he's done. He's already had a legendary moment. Five, four, three, two, one. Hands down, please. Hands down, please. We start with Griffey Nooms. Planet of the Apes OG. Yes. Jackal. I said Planet of the Apes 2001. Incorrect. Hoik. Planet of the Apes. 1968. Nibs. Planet of the Apes 1968. I got that release date right. And Zip. I had it and changed it to Beneath. All right. So Jackal and Zip are missing on that one. So only at the moment, Griffin, Mark Hoik, and Bibbs have two. All right. Here's the next question, Mark. And that is going to be in the category of sports movies, films about athletic competition. And here's the question for one point. In what baseball film does the character Jim Morris finally play as a rookie for the Devil Rays against the Texas Rangers late in the film? And Christian, just for the future deposition, you also see that saw behind Hoyk, right? I'm I'm terrified. Five. Four, three, two, one. Pens down, hands up, please. And Jesse. I said the rookie? Yes. Mark <laughs> the rookie. Beast. I was worried I was overthinking it. The rookie. Zip. I meant the rookie, but wrote the natural. Oh, and Griffey Noon. Yeah, it felt like a safe guess. Okay, so only. <clears throat> so right now, Zipper and Swift are battling it out. 
at the moment, and we get to our next question here. This is 90s. 90s. Here we go. I was born then. What is the name of the superhero figure that Arnold Schwarzenegger is trying to get in Jingle All the Way? So, Christian, if Bibiani, Newman, and Hoyk can answer this question correctly, they should be safe for the rest of the round. Yes. And five, four, three, two, one. Pens down, please. Pens down, please. Mark Hoyk. Turbo Man. Yes. Beast. Did you know that Jingle All the Way is functionally a remake of Bicycle Thieves? It's true. And he's looking for a Turbo Man. Yes. Zip. Give me the Turbo Man doll. Griff. I know my action figures. It's Turbo Man. And Jackal. Man, nobody likes you, Booster. Turbo Man. All right. So now where we are is that this is a battle between Jesse and Zip to stay in the game. If Jesse hits it, then Zip will be eliminated. However, if Zip can hit this and Jesse misses, they'll both be eliminated. All right. Here is the question. Here is the question, Mark. This is question, uh, question number five. Yeah, note to the writers, never ask a movie quotes question for Jingle All the Way. They'll all get it. In the category of mystery films, the question, which could shake things up, which actor plays a sinister cult leader named Billy Lee in the 2018 film Bad Times at the El Royale? I like this movie better than I think most people did. Never saw it, but I'm a fan of Billy Lee from Double Dragon. Same character. And five, four, three, two, one. Pens down and beast. Chris Hemsworth. Yes. Uh, Zip. Chris Hemsworth. Griff. I thought it was a pretty good time at the El Royale. Chris Hemsworth. And Jackal. Oh, son of Odin. Chris Hemsworth. And Mark Hoyk. Chris Hemsworth. And with that, Eric Zipper has been eliminated. Great job, Eric. Zip is out. Two of the Mercs staying in there. Exchange repped. And so is corruption. As we get to our contestant number 14. Introducing contestant number 14. From Hearts Unknown. Representing the dungeon. Video true. Video true is here, and she. So she. Video, you, you know you are here. Yes. I'm all by myself right here. Okay, yes. it's nice to see you. All right, Video Drew has arrived in the free-for-all. All right, Mark, Mark, contestants are ready to go. Next round. And Video Drew, you are the best of us. <laughs> question in this round is in the category of coming-of-age movies. Learn a little something about life. The question, which actor plays Mason's father in the film Boyhood? And this is something we feel like we have said again and again and again William Bibiani is still in there and five standing four three two one pens down please video drew Ethan Hawk it's a type of bird yes Griff Ethan Hawk he's gonna make you some XCDs yes Jackal 
not quite as handsome, William H. Macy. Misses that one. Hoik. Long live the Black Album. Ethan Hawke. Beast. You guys ever see Premonition? Ethan Hawke was great in it. All right. So right now. The predestination. Dang it. Well, only, only Jesse Swift misses that one at the moment. So we get to question number two. Question number two. And this is Black Cinema. Black Cinema. Okay. Here we go. What year saw the release of Cooley High, Friday Foster, and Dolomite? Great question. You know how much I love video, Drew. I'm not sure I would trust her with my Dalmatians. Haha, <laughs> you should. Five, four, three, two, one. Pens down, hands up, please. And Griff. 1978. It's incorrect. Jackal. Your guess. 1978. <laughs> incorrect. Hoik. 1975. Yes, Bibbs. 1974. And video Drew. I really thought I had it. 1976. So only Hoik gets it there right now. So Hoik, at the moment, it is. So Jesse still needs a point here. But at the moment, Hoik has two. Everyone else has one. And, and Swift with zero at the moment. Here's the next question. Yeah, it might be a good category for Swift to get on the board because it's in DC movies. This could be DC or DCEU. It's a lot of letters. Let's simplify it with the question. Who plays William Earl, the CEO of Wayne Enterprises, who takes the company public in Bruce's long-term absence in Batman Begins? Great IG question here, too. I like the mix-up. This is a tough IG question, too. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. That's fine. Wow, really? I'm sorry. (laughs) Can't win. Five, four, three, two, one. Pens down. Hands up, please. Jesse. I need longer to pull it, so I just threw Kane out there. It's incorrect. Mark Hoyt. (laughs) Rutger Hauer. Yes. Bibiani. In the words of Samuel L. Jackson, is that Rutger Hauer? Video Drew. In the words of Video Drew, if the answer is Rutger Hauer. Yes, and Griff. Didn't you read the memo? It's Rutger Hauer. Okay, so Swift's falling behind here at the moment, and he's got to hit these next two in order to at least take some other people out with him. Here is the next question. This is question four. This is question four. Adventure. Adventure. Who stars as Hank Parsons in the 2012 family adventure film Journey to the Mysterious Island. I, do you know who I saw this movie in the theater with? Who's that? Young man named Jeremy Johns. Nice fellow. Oh, very nice guy. Five, four, three. I pay. Two, one. Pens down, hands up, please. And we start here with Hoyk. The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. Yes. Beast. Papa Barry. Dwayne Johnson. Video Drew. Did not have it. Put Nick Cage. Noom. It's the old version of Young Rock, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. (laughs) And Jackal. The Boulder, Dwayne Johnson. All right. So now we're in an interesting spot because if Jesse hits this one and Video Drew misses this one, then they're both eliminated. However, if Video Drew hits this, then Jesse will be eliminated. All right, here is the next question. It's in the category of martial arts movies, which feels like you could make one based on this competition. For a point, who stars as Roy O'Bannon opposite Jackie Chan in Shanghai Noon and Shanghai Nights? 
And once again, Jesse, if video Jesse, Drew, if, if video Drew hits this, then she will have eliminated Jesse. And but Jesse still outlasted Dan Merle. Four, three, two, one. Pens down, hands up, and beast. Owen Wilson. Video Drew. Wow. Owen Wilson. She does it. Griffin. Wow. Owen Wilson. Jesse. Wow. You know, it's just, that's my answer. And Mark Hoyk. Owen Wilson. And with that, Jesse Swift has been eliminated. Good job, Jesse. Thanks, baby. Jesse has been limited. Video Drew hits that. And we find ourselves now moving down the line here as we get to contestant 15. Introducing contestant number 15. Representing the Finstock Exchange. He is the former movie trivia schmodown Team champion of the world, Little Evo J-T-E. Oh, Bibbs. He's back. I'm He's- buying all of Soap Bibbs owns because he did us all a favor. J-T-E has returned again to the free-for-all. Let's go. Here he is, ladies and gentlemen. All right. So now our competitors are here. JT has arrived. And what is the uh, first question, my friend? That's right. The rule will be nowhere to found today. But JT is here. And judging by his shirt, he just missed martial arts movies. The next category is romantic comedies. And for one point, your question. In what rom-com does a girl make a wish to grow up and wakes up the next morning as a successful magazine editor with a live-in boyfriend? So, and we're also not talking about how about the rookie downtown Griffey Newman here is really playing very well, kind of under the radar. Yeah. And five, four, three, two, one. Pens down, video Drew. She doesn't wake up the next morning. I believe she's in the closet when it happens. 13 going on 30. Downtown Griffey Nooms. I think it's a combination of both. She's in the closet, but then when she transforms, it's in the morning in the bed. There's a weird time space, but the 13 going on 30 is the answer. Yeah. JTE? Uh, 13 going on 30. Hoik? 13 going on 30. And Beast? I have nothing clever to say. 13 going on 30. <laughs> All right. Ladies and gentlemen, here is our next question. Okay. In the realm of 80s, 80s. I was born then. Love in it. Tootsie, no, no. who plays the role of George Fields, Michael's agent? And Christian, nothing brings me greater joy than imagining Mark Edward Hoyk watching 13 going on 30 in that room. <laughs> Five, four, three, two, one. Pens down, please. Pens down, please. And we start with Griffey Nooms. You are playing a tomato, Sidney Pollock. Yes. JTE. Uh, Sidney Pollock. Hoyk. I told you to get some therapy, Sidney Pollock. Beast. He shoots horses, doesn't he? Sidney Pollock. Video Drew. Could only think of his roommates, so I put Bill Murray. All right, so Video Drew there misses that one, and we see ourselves. She's down by one. Everyone on the board with two. Here's question three. And that's going to be in the category of 
I believe it's a franchise of some repute, Star Wars. And the crowd goes wild. Your question for a point. <laughs> Who provided the score for Solo, a Star Wars story? And uh, though Swift was eliminated, I do appreciate eating fruit or a vegetable on screen, as I've done many times myself. Yeah, but you've earned it. Five, four, three, two, one. Pens down, please. Hands up. Pens down, hands up. And we start with JTE. I had no idea. Lugwood something? I don't know. No, not even close. Uh, Mark close? Good. <laughs> Mark Hoyt. Alan Silvestri. No. Beast. Is it Bradley Young? Something? No, Video Drew. I said John Williams. Uh, no, and Griffey Nooms. Is it John Debney? Oh, looking for John Powell. Wow! Oh, oh, right? They're all eliminated. Woo. Everybody missed. Everybody missed. So the score stays the same. Score stays the same. And better. now we get to our, our next question. This is question Hashtag number restore four. the Ewok first. <laughs> yeah, this is question four. Period piece costume dramas. What year saw the release of Wyatt Earp, Little Women, and Legends of the Fall? In JT's defense, 90% of composers are named Ludwig. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Yes. Five, four, three, two, one. Pens down. Hands up, please. And Hoik. 1994. Yes, sir. Beast. 93. Bibbs misses that one. Video Drew. Red 96. Griffey Nooms. 92. JTE. 93. Woo! All right. So only Hoyt gets that one right. So Video Drew with one. Newman with two. JTE with two. Hoyt with three. And Bibbs with two. All right. So where we are at the moment is it is very, very possible. Video Drew gets this one right. So it could be and. The other three guys with two get it wrong. Could that be a very, very interesting scenario at the moment? All right, here we go, Mark. This is uh, this is question five. That's right. What this moment is about to be, this is also in the category of classics. And the question. In what Alfred Hitchcock film does a former tennis player named Troy Wendis try to arrange his wife Margot's murder after learning of her affair? Seems a little uh, overreactionary, in my opinion. This could really change things. Five, yes, four, three, two, one. Pens down, please. This is question five. So now we start with Bibbs. Strangers on a train. It's incorrect. Uh, video Drew. Oh, Wait, really? Yeah. I had also put strangers on a train. No, D- Griffey Nooms. I put strangers on a train. I think I know what it is. JT. <laughs> it's a dial M for murder? Yes. And <laughs> strangers on a train. All right. So with that, video Drew has been eliminated. That was a very interesting round because, man, that could have went a lot of different ways. But at the moment, at the moment, Bib still survives here. He, he's been in there. He's been in there for a bit. And now we approach competitor 16. Introducing contestant number 16, representing the den. 
He is the bandit. Ben Goddard. Ben Goddard making his free-for-all debut. Supposed to do it last year. Things obviously didn't go the way we thought he is. Making his debut. All right, Ben, what a table to do it with. Going to drop yes. you out here. And now our competitors have been situated. And Ben has arrived. Mark, what is the first question? First question in this round might appeal to someone like Ben Goddard, fresh out of high school. It is young adult adaptations. Nope. <laughs> and the question. For one point, who plays Margot Spiegelman, a teen girl who goes missing but has left clues to her whereabouts in 2015's Paper Towns? Remember this one, Mark? I remember seeing it with you. And uh, nice little evening, right? Some arc light chili. Oh, yeah. Five, four, three, two, one. Hands down, hands up, please. And Ben. Cara Delevingne. Yes. Griff. A very Jewish-sounding character name, played by the very un-Jewish-sounding Cara Delevingne. <laughs> JTE. I couldn't pull the last name. All right. And I'd like, well, that's all right. You didn't take it. <laughs> Mark Hoyk. Uh, Cara Delevingne. And Bibbs. Yeah, I have no idea if my spelling is right, but Cara Delevingne fine all right so only jte misses on that one and we get to our next next question here this is romance romance here we go which singer and actress starred as the character ronnie in 2010's the last song and christian by my count if william Fabiani gets this correct he will have reached 30 total points in the wow. free-for-all. Five, four, three, two, one. Pens down, hands up, please. Pens down, hands up. And we start with Griff. Uh, the joys of having a younger sister. I saw this in theaters. Miley Cyrus. That's right. JT. Uh, Miley Cyrus. Yep. Hoik. Zendaya. No, Beast. Uh, she's a wrecking ball. Miley Cyrus. And God. Nope. All right, so right now, Griff and Bibbs tied up at two. Everybody else has one. Here's question number three in this round. That's right. Griff can blame his sister all she only wants. We know the truth. Next category, biopics. And for a point, what year saw the release of the biopics The Doors and Bugsy? And now it's where Christian and I go back and forth naming members of the Doors. I will start with John Densmore. I will take Manzarek, but I will also say 20 Doors <laughs> took turns doing handstands on the carpet. Five, four, three, <laughs> two, one. Pens down, hands up, please. Pens down, hands up, please. And we start here. This is question three. We start with uh, JTE. I went with 93 again. Incorrect. Hoyk. Yep. 1992. Incorrect. Bibbs. 1991? Yes. And yes. Uh, no, 88. Oh, so only Bibbs here. Oh, no, sorry. Griffin, Griffin Newman. I got two. I put down two. Okay. So oh. still, though, Bibbs up by one. Newman still leads the charge here with the rest with two. Uh, one, one, one with the rest. But Bibbs looks like he's going to be safe once again. Here is the 
believe this is the fourth question mark. You are correct, sir. Give Christian a point. Thank you. All right, here is the fourth question. Okay. In 2007's Enchanted, who played the evil queen and witch, Nerissa? And if you couldn't guess from that question, the category is fantasy, not no. biopics. Yes. I mean, it could be a biopic. I don't know. Five, four, three, two, one. Hands down, hands up, please. And Mark Hoyk. Susan Sarandon. Yes, Beast. How does she know that she loves you? Susan Sarandon. Goddard. Tough. Nope. Uh, Griff. I dragged my little sister to this one. Susan Sarandon. <laughs> JTE. Never saw it, so I'm with Glenn Close. But- wow. So what an interesting scenario we are now. So where we're at at the moment, as we just saw yesterday, JT and Goddard going at it again, trying to eliminate each other. So, Mark, here is the next question. That's right. And if they both get it and Hoyt misses, more chaos will ensue. Your question in the category of Transformers more than meets the eye and the query. What actor who had a previous role in the series makes a cameo at the beginning of The Last Night as Merlin? So, yeah, if Goddard and JT get this right, they eliminate each other. And if Hoyk misses it, then they eliminate Hoyk as well. And five, four, three, two, one. Pens down, please. Pens down, please. And we start with Bibbs. That would be celebrated British actor Stanley Tucci. Yes, sir. Goddard? Stanley Tucci. Griff? I believe he is third build for one scene. Stanley Tucci. JTE. Like the end of Rocky Three. Two punches. Let's go! <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. Mark Hoyk. Anthony Hopkins. Oh! Let's go! Ben Goddard, JTE, and Mark Hoyt wow. have been eliminated. Wow. So Griff stays in it. Nibs stays in it. Wow. That was incredible. Unbelievable moment so far already in this free-for-all, and we are only through 16. All right. Introducing contestant 17, representing the usual suspects. She is Lightning Liz Shannon Miller. The best hat in the business has arrived. She is just look at her relaxed. I love it. I love it. All right. She has arrived at number 17. Man, such great moments already happening so far in the free-for-all. Yeah, especially that hot take with the hat. I don't know. There's some, you might have upset some competitors with that comment, Christian. Well, I mean, it's a pretty good hat. What do you mean? It's do? a great hat. Introducing contestant 18. Representing the stars. Making his Schmodown free-for-all debut. The Deal Breaker, Jacoby Bancroft. Bancroft making a debut here, and this could be a statement. We shall see. 
as the young rook makes it to the free-for-all. All right, that's contestant 18. Introducing contestant 19. Representing Swag. He is Vinny, the Ice Pick Mancuso. Vinny Mancuso makes his free-for-all appearance. We have the suspects. We have the exchange. We have the stars. We have swag. And we have the mercs. As we get to the next round in the free-for-all. That's right, Christian. You think any managers are getting a little sweaty under the armpits yet? So far, I mean, if you... You're just waiting. Someone's they're waiting for someone to take out bibs. Like it, it seems to be the comment that we have every single free for all. All right, here is the next one. <laughs> we practically gave him the game by starting him so late at number five. Your category is horror movies, and for one point, the question is: What horror sequel has the line "I shot him six times. I shot him in the heart, but he's not human." Christian, I haven't gotten to know Bancroft much yet, but I do approve of the fashion sense. Oh, yeah. I knew you were going to like that. That's all I wanted. That's the only reason I'm here. That was it. And five, four, three, two, one. Pens down, hands up. Pens down, hands up, please. And we start with Liz. I don't think I have it. Halloween 2? You did have it. That's correct. I'm not going to fight that. Halloween numeral two. Jacoby. Halloween two. Ice pick. I don't think I have it, but Halloween two. <laughs> yes. And Bibbs. Halloween two. All right. So everybody got it on that one. Everybody looks like Bibbs, Bibbs it had a little bit of a brain fart or picked it up in the, in the middle of it. All right. Here is the next question. This is the next question. This is in the realm of 2000s. 2000s. You'll find the organizations of K-A-O-S, Chaos, and Control, and the character of Agent 99 in which 2008 comedy? And, Chris, I don't know how you feel. I, I don't know what up or down is anymore. I really thought that question was going to stump at least one of these. <laughs> well, I think he did for a split second with Bibbs, and then he and then he realized what he was doing, and he, he raised it. That's true. That's true. Four. Three. I'll take the win. Two. One. Pens down, please, and we start with Griff. Get smarts. You got it. Jacoby. Get smart. Yep. Ice pick. Meet the fuckers. Nope. And Bibbs. Missed it by that much. Get smart. And Liz. Get smart. Okay. So only Vinny misses on that one right now as we see ourselves tied up at two and Vinny playing with one as we get to our next question. This is action. And your question. For one point, in what action franchise will you find the actresses Ronda Rousey, Vanessa Kirby, and Gal Gadot? Great questions here, once again, by the uh, question writers, just really delivering. That's all. And five, four, three, two, one. Pens down. We start with Jacoby. The Fast and Furious franchise. Yes. Uh, ice pick. The Fast and the Furious. Beast. 
The Fast and the Furious. Liz. The Fast and Furious. Uh, Griff. The Fast and Furious Saga. Okay, so with that, at the moment, once again, everybody here has three. Vinny just trailing by one here with two as we get to the next question. Wrestlers in film. Wrestlers in film is the next question. Wrestlers in film. Okay. All right, everybody. Dave Bautista had an early role as a character named Diaz in which sci-fi film? And Christian, shout out to uh, Vinny Mancuso of Collider, helping me understand Godzilla versus Kong even deeper. It's a very complicated Five, movie. Four, three, two, one. Pens down, hands up, please. Pens down, hands up. And we start with uh, Vinny. Blade Runner 2049. It's incorrect. Beast. Riddick. Yes. Liz. I didn't have it. Uh, Griff. I appreciate being given two Vin Diesel questions in a row. It's Riddick. Yes. And Jacoby. Riddick. Okay. So at the moment, we have Griff with four, Jacoby four, Bibbs with four, Liz with three, and Vinny with two. So. With this last question here, if Liz gets it right, Vinny is eliminated. However, if Liz misses and Vinny hits it, then they are both eliminated. All right, here is the uh, next question mark. Well, it's a tense moment, so why don't we put on some music? Scores and soundtracks is the category and the question. Who composed the score for Tim Burton's Alice in Wonderland? I know you love that movie, Christian. First one I didn't mind too much. Can't stand it. Five, four, three, two, one. Pens down, please. And we start with Bibbs. He's an elf man. Yes. Uh, Liz. Danny Elfman. Griff. Music for Flutterwhacking. It's Danny Elfman. Kobe. Mr. Danny Elfman. Ice pick. Well, this wasn't fun at all. Uh, Danny Elfman. Oh, and with that, the ice pick Vinny Mancuso has been eliminated. Yeah, Vinny. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, so Alicia Miller through there, too, as we see ourselves with yet another round <laughs> where William Bibiani survives. And Griffin Newman also still in there after his appearance as, I believe it was number 11. So, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Introducing contestant number 20. Representing Corruption. Making his Schmodown free-for-all debut. The Aussie, Jacob Blondin. From the land down under, ladies and gentlemen, he is here. I know he's this is two years, three years in the making. He's made his debut. All right, Mark, our contestants are here. And now we begin the very next round. That's right. It's a welcome, Jacob. Our question is in the category of Australia's finest. James, ba- I'm told he's he's British, not Australian. James Bond. <laughs> is the category and the question. Who plays 
the role of M in Spectre. Which, oddly as it sounds, Christian, is still, we have not gotten a more recent Bond movie. No, it's, what's crazy, though, is just how incredible five, four, what? Three, sorry, buddy. Two, one. Hands down, please. We start with Liz. Ray Fines. Yes. Griff. Ray Fines. Yes. Uh, Jacoby. Ray Fines. Yes, it is. Jacob. Ray Fines. And Beast. Ray Fines, but also technically Judy Dent. She appears in a recording. She is in the. All right. So here is the next question, ladies and gentlemen. The next question. Oh, really? Okay. Here it is. Next question. Okay. In the realm of animated, who voices Lord Business in the Lego movie? Uh, William Viviani now on the cusp of 40 total points, but Griffin Newman, very impressive. He's looking to get 22 points, which is, of course, Randolph Childress's number. Five, four, three, two, one. Hands down, and we start with Griffin. Let's make it 23. Will Farrell. Yes. Jacoby. Will Farrell. Jacob. Will Farrell. Beast. I have no idea who Randolph Childers is, but Will Farrell was Lord Business. And Liz Shannon Miller. Will Farrell. Okay. Now we're going to keep on moving. We're going to uh, comic book movies. Comic book movies it is. And the question for one point, possibly to get some separation between competitors. Who directed Hellboy 2, The Golden Army? Randolph Childers, of course, Wake Forest point guard legend. Five, four, three, two, one. Hands down, please. We start with Jacoby. Guillermo del Toro. Yes. Jacob. I have worse spelling than JTA, but it is Guillermo del Toro. She got it. Uh, Beast. Academy Award winner, Guillermo del Toro. Liz. Give us the best hugs, Guillermo del Toro. And Griff. Uh, I would like to request that Ella stop throwing in sports stats. It's throwing off my vibe, but the answer is Guillermo del Toro. It is indeed. All right. So we are all tied up once again, everybody at three. And now we are getting to directors. Now we're getting to directors. Who directed Ant-Man and the Wasp? And Christian, as we pivot from sports, you know who I love in the He-Man franchise? Orko. One of my favorites. Big fan of the Orko. Big fan of the Orko. Five. Four. Oh, boy. Two. One. Pens down, please. And Jacob. Peyton Reed. Yes. Bibbs. Also directed a very respectable Herbie the Love Bug reboot, Peyton Reed. Yes. Liz. Down with love rules, Peyton Reed. Uh, Newman. Should have directed Fantastic Four, Peyton Reed. Jacoby. I'm a fan of Yes Man, but Peyton Reed. Wow. All right. So where we are at the moment, ladies and gentlemen, all of, uh, all of the competitors have four points. If we get all fives on this one, then we see our first. We will see our first sudden death. All right. Here's the question. Can I just quickly say if we're, uh, if we're showing off our Peyton Reed bonafides, I did recently purchase a, uh, a crew jacket from Peyton Reed's The Breakup. <laughs> I'm legally the only fan of that movie. <laughs> Thank you. That's wonderful, actually. All right, here we go. So here is here is the question. Here it is. 
It's your money. Do what you wish with it. The question is in the category of thriller movies. Thrillers. And the question is, the thriller Frantic and the last Dirty Harry film, The Dead Pool, were released in what year? This isn't a thriller question. I find this not thrilling at all. And we are going to have some serious, serious answers here in five, four, three, two, one. Hands down, please. William. 1985. Is incorrect. Liz. 1983. Griffin. 1993. No. Uh, Kobe. 87. No. And Jacob. 88. Oh my Ladies and gentlemen, with that, Liz Shannon Miller, Griffin Newman, Croft, and Bibbs have been eliminated. Jacob wow. <laughs> London has cleared the table. Holy mackerel, what a moment by the Rook. And he does it, he takes out Bibbs. Who would have thought? And Newman, wow, with the movie release date question. Big. Big moment here, unbelievable moment. Do not believe this. He just eliminated a collective of over 75 points. Jacob Blunden coming in from the land down under and sending those four hopes six feet south. That is massive. And just as Bibbs got a whole bunch of thank yous, and look at the kid. He can't believe him. He can't believe it, as he should be. What a moment. But if Bibbs was getting thanked, Jacob London is about to get thanked because, oh, my goodness, what a moment that was for Jacob London. Just made a name for himself with that one answer. And here we go, ladies and gentlemen. You got to sit back and relax now, kid, because you got four more people coming in. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, introducing contestant 21, representing the Den. He is Mr. Christmas Alonzo Doralde. Oh, you do got to follow that. However, however, you get to enter a fresh, brand new table, sir. And someone got rid of the beast. I didn't know it could be done, but it happened. Always good to see you, Alonzo. Always good to see you. Lovely to be here. And yes, uh, that is true. Uh, thank you for clearing the decks. I, I look forward to this. Alonzo. All right. Alonzo Duralde has entered the building. And now, introducing contestant 22, representing the quirky mercs making her schmodown free-for-all debut beth the maniac may great to see you beth may so great to be here it is great to have you here and it has been a crazy free-for-all thus far and you now are number 22 thank you beth all right, Beth May has arrived, and now we have three. Three. We're still following them up. We're still following them up. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing contestant number 23, representing the stars. He is the 2020 
Player of the Year and the reigning three-time Movie Trivia Schmodown Team Champion of the World, the Insnyder, Jeff Snyder! Snyder has arrived. First of all, how dare you? You give JTE the Patriots theme song and I get this? <laughs> he stole the theme song from you, Free For All, in 2019. What can I do? He took I'm going to win it back today, baby. Well, you got it, and now you are here. Good number there from Snyder. Ladies and gentlemen. The Contestant number 24. Representing the dungeon. He is the former movie trivia schmodown champion of the world, Ben the Boss Maven. Jacob London gets rid of one monster table and is set with another. What a table of killers it is. You have Ben Bateman, Jeff Snyder, Jacob London, Beth May, Alonzo Duralde. What a table it is, Mark. Let's get going. feel like Amanda Waller, Christian. You just keep looking at stone-cold assassins all day long. And our next question kicking off this round is in the category of the Wizarding World. And for one point, <laughs> we're off the and running. It's that kind of day. Why Who not? voices Dobby the House Elf in the Harry Potter franchise? Just really bad form from Blunden wearing out your voice like that, Christian. Four intros back to back. No, sorry. Five, four, three, two, one. Hands down, hands up, hands down, hands up, please. We start with Alonzo. I screwed this. Uh, James McAvoy. Is incorrect, Beth May? I said, what if it was Daniel Radcliffe? That'd be funny. Correct. <laughs> Snyder? Took a guess. Andy Circus. No, Jacob London? Toby Jones. Look at Jacob London. One point for Jacob. And Bateman? No. Yeah, I said Alan Tudor. Wow. So Jacob Blunder does exactly what he did to the rest of the table here. He goes up by one as we get into the second question. This is disaster films. Disaster. Jacob, they won't all be Harry Potter, bro. Disaster films. All right. Here is the next one. Disaster films. Okay. John Cusack plays a geologist who learns that the core of the earth is heating up and humankind is in imminent danger. In what disaster film? So Jacob London already starting up here with first blood as he goes up one over these champions, these legendary critics, I mean, brand new rookies, five, four. You did good, Jacob. You did real good. Two, one. Pens down, please. Pens down, please. And Beth. Geostorm. Is incorrect. Uh, Snyder. It's when I peaked as a human, 2012. (laughs) Correct on both fronts. Uh, Jacob London. 2012. Yes. Bateman. 2012. 
Yes. Can you, do you have a black marker by any chance? Uh, Alonzo Duralde? Uh, I'll do what I can. 2012. Yes. All right. So at the moment. Did Ben Bateman write the answer? What's happening here? We'll write it. I thought, yes. It's in turquoise. Uh, so we do, we in do liquid that. paper. At the moment, at the moment, uh, Beth May is trailing by one. And here is question mark number three. That's right. Everyone looking up at Blunden so far. The category is modern classics, which 2012 is not. Your question. Who played Emperor Marcus Aurelius in Gladiator? Christian, Alonzo Duralde might be the only competitor in this whole free-for-all that I believe read every book behind him. 100%. Twice. Five. Four. You might have written them. Three. Two. One. Pens down, please, and we start with Jeff Snyder. I went with Richard Harris. You are correct. Jacob London. Damn it. I uh, uh, said Joaquin Phoenix. All right. So Ben Bateman. I said Richard Harris. Yes. And Alonzo Duralde. Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, incorrect. And Beth May. Richard Harris. Okay. So Beth May. interesting. So Beth May now tying with Alonzo Duralde as Duralde and May are tied at one. Snyder, Bateman, and Blunden all tied at two. As we get to our next question here, this is war films. War films. All right, here we go. In what film does Demi Moore play a woman who is training to be a Navy SEAL? You know, I love the writers, but missed opportunity. They could have asked, in what movie will you hear the quote, war? It's fantastic. Giveaway questions. Five, four, three, two, one. Pens down, please. Pens down, please. And this is question four. So we start with Jacob. G.I. Jane? Yes. Bateman. G.I. Jane. Yes. Alonzo. G.I. Jane. Beth May. Say the word and I'll shave my head. G.I. Jane. And team's champ. It ain't G.I. Joe. It's G.I. Jane. Okay. So here is where we stand. Alonzo Duralde and Beth May both have two. If they both get it right or they both get it wrong, then they're both eliminated. Uh, And here we go, Mark. Here is the question. It's in the category of Disney films. And here we are. In Ralph Breaks the Internet, who voices the tough and talented racer that Vanellope befriends in the film named Shank? Molly's mom is in this movie, too. Going down, tense moment. Five, four, three, two, one. Pens down, pens down, and we start with Bateman. I got Gal Gadot. You got it right. Uh, Alonzo Duralde. Michelle Rodriguez. Correct, Beth May. I put Billy Zane. <laughs> Snyder. Jordan Peele. And Blunden. Gal Gadot. And with that, Alonzo Duralde and Beth May have been eliminated. Wow. As we continue to keep on going down the chain here, this is an absolutely crazy, crazy free-for-all already. And we have two more competitors coming in to keep on going, Mark. All right. That was 24 was Bateman. Now, introducing contestant... 
25, representing the den. P.G. Hagen Gobbins! Peggy Gobbins gotta be pretty crazy for Peggy to be here. This was the event to bring her in, and now she is here. Number 25, P.G. Let's go. Hits the scene. Let's go. All right, so PG has arrived, and now we get to contestant number 26. Introducing contestant 26, representing the Quirky Mercs. He is the former movie trivia schmodown team's champion of the world, the kid, Brandon Myers. We know what Meyer's done All in the right. football before, and here he is once again, and this time with Snyder, who took the titles off of him, but he's got a shot to take those titles back in just a little bit. All right, so Mark, the competitors have arrived. They have arrived, and we get to our next we get to our next category. Your category for the first question in this round is Alien and Predator. Best of friends. And your question for a point. Which actor plays Kane in Alien? There's the squeaking. And five. Four, three, two, one. We start with Peggy. Is that Bill Paxton? That is incorrect. Uh, the kid? Uh, Yafet Kodo. It's incorrect. Uh, Snyder? Hmm? Snyder? John Hurt. Yes. Uh, you, wait, Snyder, can you can you just put the paper closer to the camera? Thank you. Up? Up, up. There we go. Uh, Blunden? The late, great John Hurt. Yes, and Bateman? Yeah, I wrote John Hurt. Okay, so we are all tied up at the moment here with Bateman, Blunden, and Snyder. Peggy and the kid trying to fight back here for the next one. All right, here we go. Category of spy films. Spy films. Who played CIA agent Napoleon Solo in 2015's The Man from Uncle? And in my head, Canon Christian, uh, Peggy just moved to Chicago. She's from Detroit. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. And five. Set my head. Four. Three. Two. One. Pens down. Hands up, please. And the kid. Henry Cavill? Yes. Snyder. Henry Cavill. London. Superman himself. Henry Cavill. And the boss. Henry Cavill. And Peggy. Went the other way. What's that army hammer? All right. So... At the moment, Peggy with zero, the kid with one, and Snyder, Blunden, and Bateman all tied up as we get to our next question, Mark. That is in the category of dramas. Excuse me. Dramas. And here we go. For one point, it is. Who plays Tanner Howard in the film Hell or High Water? What I love about these questions. It really makes you go deep. If you've seen the movie or not, you got to start. That to- Man from Uncle One was brutal. It's great. Five, four, three, two, one. Pens down, please. We start with Snyder. Ben Bateman, what are you doing down there? Snyder. 
Chris Pine. That is incorrect. Uh, Jacob London. Yeah, I said Chris Pine. I also said Chris Pine. Uh, Peggy. I guess Russell Crowe. And the kid. I had Chris Pine as well. Looking for Ben Foster. Looking yeah. for Ben Foster. All right. So, but still, this, oh, this is that was question three. Uh, both good, all good positions still because everyone missed for Snyder, Blunden, and Bateman at the moment. And here is question four. Here's question four. This is in family films. Family films. Okay. Love this guy. Who provided the voice of Stuart Little in the 1999 family film Stuart Little? You know, we read this book recently. You reread Stuart Little. Well, to my daughter, but I'm just telling you, it's, it's, I'm not a fan. Five, four. No? uh, Oh, two open ended. One. And pens down, hands up, pens down, hands up. And we start with Jacob London. Michael J. Fox? Yes. Bateman. Michael J. Fox. Yes. Peggy. Didn't get it. Uh, kid. Michael J. Fox. Snyder. I said Ferris Bueller. Okay, but either way, Snyder, even though he misses here, it looks like he's going to survive to the next round. We will ask this question for the uh, for the stats. And here is the next question, Mark. This is Oscars. Yeah, it is the Academy Awards. And for one point... What best picture winning film has this synopsis? John Nash, a brilliant but asocial mathematician, accepts secret government work and his life takes a turn for the nightmarish. Uh, I have a Stuart Little related question. Does the mouse survive? Yeah, he does, but it's just like, it's just a weird book. At the end, when the mouse picks up the broom with the force? Uh, different, different movie. Five, four, three, two, one pens down please and ben a beautiful mind yes oh, shit. Hey. <laughs> well call this nerves i said a perfect mind I got uh, it. brendan I-, I said a beautiful mind and great win the other the other week peggy uh snyder a beautiful mind and jacob a beautiful mind and with that peggy gubbins has been eliminated all right Thank you to Peggy, and we are going to now bring in contestant 27. Introducing contestant 27, representing the Finstock Exchange. He is the former two-time movie trivia schmodown team's champion and the former Two-time movie trivia schmodown champion of the world, John Diallo! Yeah! Back up in here with the greats! Let's have it! Let's have it! The Outlaw Roca on a table with former rival Snyder current rival Bateman. Love it. Unbelievable stuff. A little child. I wouldn't laugh it any other way. Let's do it. Did someone test that Jacob kid? He's an international foreigner. I want to make sure he's okay to play. Somebody check his vaccine passport for uh, God's sake. Yeah. It's the time change. They're ahead of us. He's already seen it, you know. He's already seen it. Everyone's ahead of you, kid. All right, let's do this. Come on. (laughs) All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. We are back. 
And now, Mark, our contestants are here. Let's get it going. Jesus, did someone right. watch Ben shirt or not? For God's sake, smelling that thing through the monitor. Let's go! You done? Almost. Almost, baby. Almost. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. Let's start it up. The next question is in the category of musical. Oh, here it is. Oh, and for a point. What year saw the release of the musicals My Fair Lady, Mary Poppins, and Viva Las Vegas? Oof. So Brendan's going to get this one, which is great. Not necessarily. going to miss this one, which is also great. This goes. This goes away. This goes back. Five, this goes way back. Four. This is, I can see his three, eyes. Look at Roca. This is one. Two. Oh, this is great. One. Pens down. Ooh. Hands up, please. We start with John Roca. Uh, 1961. Any chance that's right? <sighs> Incorrect, Damn. kid. Uh, 1964 is what I put. You're right. The oh, nice oh, job, wow. kid. <laughs> Snyder. No. London. 64. Wow. wow. London hits it. And Bateman. 1964. So, wow. wow. Movie release date showing its ugly head here oh. once again as Roca and Snyder miss it and the rest get it. And here we wow. go, Mark. This is question uh, number two. No, question number two. Here we go. 70s, everybody. 70s. Okay. Oof. All right. Sylvester Stallone stars as union boss Johnny Kovac in which 1978 film? 64, pretty good year for music. Those three films and a band from Liverpool made their debut in America on February 9th. Ben's parents were on their second Five, date, I think. Four, three, some rat hole. two. Wow. <laughs> Wonderful. Pens, Crossing lines like he loves pens, to do. Pens down, pens down, please. And we start with Brandon Meyer. Uh, F-I-S-T, is it Fist? F-I-S-T? Yeah. yeah. That's it. Uh, and Snyder. Absolutely not. Uh, Jacob London. No idea. Bateman. Yeah, I, I wrote fist. <laughs> Bateman, that's it. And Roma. What I'd like to give two of to Ben Bateman. That's a fist. That's right. Let's do this. All right. So right now, only Snyder with nothing on the board at the moment. Roca with one. Meyer with two. Snyder zero. Blunden with one. And Bateman with two. All right. Here we go, Mark. This is question number four. As we Three. Move along to the category of movie release dates. Again? Holy <laughs> Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. And John Roca oh. docked three points for language. The question. Oh, I apologize. The oh, surprise or hit the Blair Witch Project hit theaters in what year? Wow. Christian, it's it, it's kind of like emceeing bingo on a pirate ship right now. Yeah. It's always, it's very, very funny how, uh, when it doesn't. Is it funny? It's why. I want to send it to five, four, three, two, one. Pens down. This is question three. We start with Jeff Snyder. Got this one at least. 1999. Yes, sir. Uh, Blunden. 99. Bateman. I wrote 99. Roca. Survive 1999. And Meyer. 1999. Right. All right. Question four. Question four. Oh, man, this is another one for Bateman. Westerns, as we... (laughs) (laughs) Westerns. All right, here is the question. Brutal stretch. Who directed the 1973 Western High Plains Drifter? And I'm just enjoying the quiet for a little bit. Yeah. 
But how about Jacob London, though, right now? Number 20. How Five, about Jacob? Four, three, two, one. Pens down, pens down, please. And we start with Jacob London. John Ford, you know, he's still alive at that point. Ben Bateman? Yeah, I wrote Clint Eastwood. Correct. John Outlaw. Brother, you know I know this. Clint Eastwood, son. Brendan Meyer. I had Clint Eastwood. And Jeff Snyder. Clint Eastwood. Okay, so interesting. Jeff Snyder, Jacob London, both with two. Both with two right now. So if they both get this correct and the outlaw misses, oh, no. all three will be eliminated. However, if the outlaw gets it right, we are going to see some interesting stuff happen here. Mark, here's Jake, the next I missed this. Well, then we should probably lighten the tension with the category of Saturday Night Live-based movies. And here it is. Which actress plays Wayne's obsessive ex-girlfriend, Stacy, in Wayne's World? So this is going to be... Come on, miss this, London. Come on, bro. Snyder hoping that London misses five. He's going to four, three, come on, two, one. Pens down, please. And we start with Bateman. I wrote uh, Juliette Lewis. It is incorrect. Roca. It is Laura Flynn Boyle. Roca stays alive. The kid. I didn't have that. Nope. Laura Flynn Boyle is right. Nope. Snyder. Laura Flynn Boyle. Yes. And Blunden. Been real, guys. I had Patricia Rockett. Oh, and Blunden has been eliminated. What a performance by Great Jacob performance. Blunden, though. Jacob Blunden setting everything in motion. Deserved applause from the yeah. guys here. Good Legends, job. champions, given the was done for sure. Well, he missed that Good. one, and because of it, it looks like Snyder lives to see another day. And here we go, ladies and gentlemen. We are going to now bring in contestant. 28. Introducing contestant 28. Representing the dungeon. She is the reigning movie trivia schmodown inner geekdom champion of the world. The amazing Mara The amazing Flora Kanopic with the championship behind her. What a surprise here to see the inner geekdom champion. This is fun. <laughs> All right. So now, Mark, the inner geekdom champion is here. And we have a former two-time singles champion and team, two-time teams champion, a former teams champion, the current teams champion and three-time teams champion, a, a the reigning intergeekdom two-time intergeekdom champion and a former singles champion. This is an unbelievable table that we have at the moment. Let's get going. It's an amazing accumulation of belts. Meanwhile, Christian and I are both wearing basketball shorts. Your first question in this round Happens to fall in the category of comedies. <laughs> Much appreciated for one point. In what 1970 film do the staff of a Korean War field hospital use humor and hijinks to keep their sanity in the face of the horrors of war? What a surprise to see Mara Kanopic. You know, definitely not one of the announced competitors here. And because you think, hey, IG, 
but it's great to see her here. Five, four, three, two, one. Pens down, please. And John Roca. Yes, directed by Robert Altman. Mash. Yes, the kid. Mash. Yes, Snyder. Mash. Mara. How I like my taters. Mash. And Ben Bateman. Mash. We're all tied up. Here's question number two. Question number two. This is dystopian future and time travel. In which Terminator film does Sarah Connor say, I'm wanted in a couple of states? 50, actually. And by my unofficial math, Christian, uh, Griffin Newman, great performance, 24 yes. points. Ethan Irwin, 18. Jacob Blunden, 15 points and one iconic moment. It's going to be hard. Five, four, three, two, one. Pens down. Pens down, please. And we start with the kid. Uh, Terminator 2 Judgment Day? That is incorrect. Oh. Snyder. Terminator Genesis? It's incorrect. Mara? Hmm. Terminator Dark Fate. Yes. Ben Baby. Nice pull, Mara. Yeah, I got Terminator Dark Fate as well. All right. Yeah. Roca. I'm in the kids' boat. Terminator 2. Saturday. Wow. So the two dungeon members get it right. And now we get to the third question here, Mark. Do that. Yeah, this that just got interesting. interesting. Yeah, you know. right. Your next category is in movie quotes. <laughs> and the quote in question Which animated Disney film has the line? All it takes is faith and trust. Oh, and something I forgot, dust. Just a little bit of pixie dust. So Mark Anopic and Ben Bateman getting those two here, and they see themselves with just a slight lead over the other three competitors. And version of a meth lab. Five, four, three, two, one. Pens down, hands up, please. We start with Jeff Snyder. I don't know. Pinocchio? It's incorrect. Mara? Peter Pan? Yes. Ben Bateman? Yeah. I wrote Peter Pan. That's another one. Roca? Nope. Didn't have it. And the kid? Uh, Peter Pan. Wow. So now Snyder and Roca battling this out here now because Mara and Ben look to be safe. And we're going to get to the question, uh, question four here. Question four. All right. This is historical epics. Historical epics. Who stars as a missionary named Sebastio Rodriguez in Martin Scorsese's Silence? I like that movie. You ever see it? Yeah, I liked it a lot, actually. Yeah, I think it's underrated. I, I spaced on five, just around. I'm done. Four, three, two, one. Pens down, hands up, please. We start with Mara Kanopic. I couldn't get it. Uh, ben Bateman. Why does it I keep writing? Adam Driver. That is incorrect. Broke. Okay. I put Andrew Garfield. Yes. Yeah. And Meyer. I had Andrew Garfield as well. Yes. I Snyder. Andrew Garfield. Okay. So once again, Roca and Snyder. So here is where we stand. So if if the kid, Mara and Ben all miss, and Snyder and Roca get it right, then we could potentially go to a sudden death. But it looks right now Roca and Snyder are going to be battling it out right now. Mark, here is the question. This one feels a little important, so why not make it in the category of remakes and reboots? Hooray. And the question. What Oscar-winning actress plays Aunt May in... The Amazing Spider-Man. 
So right now, obviously, if if Roca and Snyder get this both right, they will both be eliminated. Here we go. <laughs> and then five, four, going off the cliff together. Three, two, one. Hands down, please. We start with Ben Bateman. I wrote Sally Field. Yes, Roca. Yep, Sally Field, son. Brandon Meyer. I didn't have it. Nope, I blanked on that. Well, Meyer doesn't have it. Okay, uh, Snyder. Yeah, I got it. For the record, I knew the ones I got around. Sally Field. All right, and Mara. Sally Field. And with that, John Roca, Brendan Meyer, and Jeff Snyder have been eliminated. The dungeon taking a big, big shot here. Mara Kanopic hitting four, taking out Roca, Snyder, and the kid. What a massive moment for the dungeon there. Oh, wow. That was that was impressive. Very impressive. Proud of you. Right. Introducing contestant 29. Representing the usual suspects. Sassy Stacy Howard. Stacy Howard coming to the free for all. Great to see Stacy here. And we are now going to be introducing yet two more competitors here with those three big eliminations. Introducing contestant 30, representing the usual suspects, making his Schmodown free for all debut, Frankie the Animal Alvarez. Alvarez has made it, and he is here. Stacy Howard, Ben Bateman, Mara Kanopic, and Frankie Alvarez. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are now just one competitor away from a table. Introducing contestant 31, representing corruption. She is Lady Justice Marisol McKee! What a table we have here! Marisol McKee, Frankie Alvarez, Stacy Howard, Ben Bateman, and the Inner Geekdom Champion of the World, Mara Kanopic. Be seated, everyone. Be seated. <laughs> what a table we have here now. All right, Mark, we are back at it again. That was contestant 31 was Marisol McKee. So we are get yet another round. Here we go. That's right. We're at Reggie Miller's number of contestants and the amount of points. Everyone's I don't have that kind of numbers, but I do know that the next category is courtroom dramas and legal thrillers. Two very different genres combined for one point. Who plays Avery Toller, Mitch's mentor, in 1993's The Firm? Some uh, debuts here now, Christian, in the free yeah. roll. It's like, you know, you want to talk smack, but Five, it's just a table of nice people. Four, what are you going to do? Three, <laughs> two, one. Pens down, please. Start with Stacey Howard. Um, Dustin Hoffman. That is incorrect. Frank? Wild guess. Al Pacino? Incorrect. Marisol? Gene Hackman. 
Yes. Uh, Mara. Nope. <laughs> ben, <maybe. laughs> I got Hackman. All right. So only Marisol and Ben scoring on that one. Here is the next question. This is monster movies. This is monster movies. Okay. Which 1987 film directed by Fred Decker and co-written by Shane Black follows a group of kids fighting a group of monsters? And Christian, there's a chance that Mara had that correct answer and she just didn't want to tell you. That's very possible. But how great again is Gene Hackman? Best five, four, missed him so much. Three, two, one. Pens down, please. We start with the animal. The monster squad? Yes. Marisol. Monster squad. Uh, Mara. Big old goose egg this round. And the boss. I wrote the monster squad. And Stacy. I didn't have it, Gremlins. Okay. So at the moment, it is. So Stacy and Mara yet to score point right now. Frank with one and both Marisol and Ben Bateman with two. All right, Mark, the next question. This is question three. Yeah, why don't we go over to those uh, independent films that tend to be festival darlings. And the question, which actress stars as the real-life person Molly Bloom in the film Molly's Game? That is always spelled M-O-L-L-Y, not to be confused with the Wonder Dog. It's going to be a tough conversation here with the MVP because, as you know, five, I'm going to get to this later, four, three... (laughs) Two, one, pens down, please. Pens down, please. And we start here. This is question three. So we start with Marisol. Jessica Chastain. Yes. Uh, Mara. Jessica Chastain. Yes. Ben. I have Jessica Chastain. Stacy. Jessica Chastain. And the animal. Jessica Chastain. Okay. So same thing here. So Frank has two, both Marisol and Ben three, and Stacy and Mara tied with one as we get to the question. This is question four. Question four. Okay. Bill Hader. Now, this is the category of 2010s. Bill Hader, Kristen Wiig, Jason Bateman, and Nick Frost appear together in which 2011 comedy? As I was saying, Mark, the, the, the MVP is tough because it's not necessarily how many rounds, but it's it's moments and what you did. And Bibbs had a really big moment with knocking out those people. Blunden had a big moment. So it's going to be interesting. Five, four, three. My vote is Nerd Chronic. One. True. All right. Pens down. This is question four. So we start with Mara. No earthly idea. McGruber. That's incorrect. Ben. I wrote the skeleton twins. It's incorrect. Stacy. I said McGruber. Incorrect. Frank? Ben and I are on the same wavelength. I wrote Skeleton Twins. And Marisol? Make that a trio. The Skeleton Twins. Looking for Paul. Paul was the answer. Paul. Oh, All right. Oh, so here is where we stand at the moment. This could be another massive moment because it looks like both Marisol and Ben are going to be safe this round. But if Frank doesn't hit this one and Stacy and Mara do all three will be eliminated that is one option there's a few different scenarios but let's get to this question here Mark in uh, the next category yeah we're gonna enter the dark seedy world of crime film and for one point and possibly a gigantic shakeup in what 1990s crime film does Robert De Niro say the line there are three ways of doing things around here the right way the wrong way and the way that I do it. And 
Christian, if you don't use that line when scolding your daughters, I don't know what to tell you. I think I sent an email to all the managers the other day. Five, four, three, two, one. Hands down, hands up, and we start with Ben Bateman. I don't think I got it. I wrote analyze this. And is incorrect. Uh, Stacy. Heat. It's incorrect. Uh, Frank. I also wrote heat. Incorrect. Marisol. Cape Fear. And Mara. I have no idea. I just wrote Taxi Driver because I think that's a movie. We were looking for Casino, but with that, Mara Kanopic and Stacey Howard have been eliminated. Great showing there by Mara Kanopic. And it's always good to see Stacey Howard as we now getting closer and closer to the end as we have now reached Contestant 32. Introducing... Contestant number 32, representing the Finstock Exchange. This is Kimberly Taylor Foster. Kimberly Foster, a.k.a. Kim Midas, has arrived in the Schmodown, ladies and gentlemen. We know it is late there, so we... Thank you for joining us on the show now. Good evening. Good evening, indeed. Thank you, Kim. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Kim has arrived. The exchange being represented here again. Introducing contestant 33. Representing swag. He is the former movie trivia schmodown champion of the world prime time paul oyama has arrived and the table is getting stronger and stronger and stronger all right mark so paul oyama is here kim foster is here and we have our table as we get to the first question that's right i'm looking at these five competitors christian this may be the most distance geographically (laughs) of any five but the virtual world unites us all as we move on to your first question in this round and that is in these movies make a little bit of money uh mcu and marvel standalone (laughs) movies in a category we call marvel movies and here it is when released from prison where is Scott Lang working where they always find out? This has been a hell of an event so far. Crazy, crazy moments, crazy we stuff. We are really good at our job. Yeah. Five, four, three, two, one. Pens down, pens down, and hands up. And we start with Kim. Baskin Robbins. Yes, it is. The animal. The best rainbow sherbet in the game, Baskin Robbins. Uh, Lady Justice. Set a diner. Uh, is correct. Prime time. They do always find out. Baskin Robbins. And the boss. If I could answer with anywhere near as nice of an accent as Kim, but I can't. So I said Baskin Robbins. <laughs> Baskin Robbins it is. All right. So only Marisol missing on that one. And so we have a... Four-way tie as we get to question two. Question two. This is in the realm of Stephen King. Who directed Stand By Me? 
All right, really tough question for you now, Christian. Yeah. Better version of the song Stand By Me, Ben E. King's original or John Lennon's cover? Go. Uh, ben E. King, sorry. Five, four, Fair. three, two, one. Hands down, please, hands up. And Frank? No, I had nothing. Uh, Marisol? Rob Reiner. Yes, prime time. Rob Reiner. Ben? Yeah, I, I wrote Rob Reiner. <laughs> and Kim? Rob Okay, so Kim with two, and Marisol and Frank are now tied as we get to question three. That's right, and very quietly, Ben Bateman has accumulated 20 total points by my very unofficial count, so we progress to the category of Pixar movies. For a point, who voices the main character, Joe, in the film, Soul? So this is... um you know, again, a great number here to have coming in late and ready. Kim has gotten two points starting up. Five, four, three, two, one. Pens down, please. And we start with Lady Justice. Jamie Fox. Yes. Prime time. Double X, Jamie Fox. Bateman. Jamie Fox. Kim. Jamie Fox. And the animal. Jamie Fox. Okay, so Kim, Paul, and Ben all have three. Marisol and Frank battling it out here as we get to question number four. This is new releases. Bill and Ted are unknowingly sent to steal a song from the home of which famous real-life rock star in Bill and Ted Face the Music? Yeah, we get to the first question that Mark knew today. Did you know? Did you know this one? Yeah. Nice. Five. Who are you talking to? Four. Three. Two. One. Pens down. Hands up, please. Pens down. Hands up, and we start with prime time. Yeah, I guess Alice Cooper. That's not incorrect. Bateman. I wrote Billy Idol. Incorrect. Kim. Is it Jimi Hendrix? Uh, it's incorrect. Uh, Frank. Guess D. Snyder. Incorrect. And Marisol. Billy Idol. No, we're looking for Dave Grohl. I got it. I cleared the field. I almost wrote that. Damn. All right. So, again. I like the D. Snyder guess, though. That's a good guess. That's fantastic. uh, Jimi Hendrix was in the film. I was close to this. So, we have right now Kim, Primetime, and Ben with three. Frank and Marisol are fighting it out here. And we, they both get it correct. They'll both be eliminated. Unless, of course, the other three get it wrong. But here is the question, Mark. Here is the question. This is, uh, this is the last one. Yeah, it's a big one, too. So we take one step out of the Bill and Ted realm, but we keep the other one firmly planted in science fiction movies. And for one point, which could change a lot of things, the question... Who plays Nora Price, a mechanical engineer on the Kepler in Underwater? And Christian, I don't know if this is true. I'm being told in my ear, Marisol's pen is actually the one used to sign the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> Five. How four, did you know? Three. She stole it from the cage. One. All right. Pens down. Hands up. We start with Ben Bateman. Uh, I wrote Kristen Stewart. Yes. Kimberly. Kristen Stewart. Yes. Uh, Animal. Marisol, if I'm going down, you're coming with me. Kristen Stewart. And Marisol. (laughs) I resent that, Alvarez. 
Chris Stewart and primetime. One of our best working actresses, Kristen Stewart. And with that, Frankie Alvarez and Marisol McKee have been eliminated. So Kim stays in. Primetime is in. And Bateman, number 24, is still in there. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Introducing contestant 34. Representing the usual suspects. She is the Boston Badass Paige from Penny. Paige has made it to the free-for-all and very interesting. She's on the table with Ben Bateman. On the table with Bateman. It's my time, man, to show you. All right, so Paige has made it. That's contestant. That's contestant 34. That's contestant 34. We are almost at the end. We're almost at the end. 34 out of 40. And here is competitor 35. Introducing contestant 35. Representing the dead. The Powder King, Paul Preston. Paul is in the free throw with a wonderful haircut. I mean, just wonderful, sir. Wonderful. Yeah, well, listen, the first event I ever attended, uh, I was, uh, you know, it was a free for all. Greg Alba looked like Bradley Cooper. You know, Schneider looked like... Uh, you know, Eli Roth, I figure I'd do a costume. Nobody else did it. So, all right, well, it's just me. That's fine. That's fine. All right, Mark. So our competitors are ready to go. The next round of the free-for-all continues. Here is the next category. That's right. It's the logo that gets me the most excited to see a movie, Lucasfilm. And for one point, George Lucas directed what 1973 coming-of-age film that was the first produced by Lucasfilm? And Paul Preston, a pen to rival that of Marisol's Christian. Yeah, I think probably stole it from Marisol. Five, four, three, two, one. Pens down, please. We start with Kim. I got nothing. Um, Paige. Well, I know it's not right, but I do love Star Wars, so. (laughs) Preston. American Graffiti. Yes. Paul. We didn't need more of it. American Graffiti. And Bateman. Come on, Ben. Yeah, I, I, I wrote American I wrote American Graffiti. <laughs> He's still doing it. All right. He likes to, he likes to count. count. Down. I can't count the clock down. I can't do it. I got to do something to annoy you guys, right? All right. So here is the next question. Marcus is question two. This is question two in this round, and we're going back to the Planet of the Apes. We're going yeah. back to the Planet of the Apes. Okay. Who plays the character of John Landon? who runs the ape sanctuary that Caesar is sent to in Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Still think, you know, call me crazy, missed opportunity to not have the apes and the vacation franchises cross over with National Lampoon's vacation to the Planet of the Apes. They're working on it. Five, four, three, two, one. Pens down, hands up. Pens down, hands up. And we start with Paige. Paige. I only got James down. Uh, Paul Preston. 
David Oyelowo. That is incorrect. Uh, Prime time. Filthy Mudblood. Tom Felton. That is incorrect. And Ben Bateman. I couldn't pull it. Nope. Uh, Kim. Brian Cox. Yes, Kim oh, is the one right. to get that one. Kim hits that, and, and because of it, it is now Kim, Preston, Primetime, and Bateman all tied at one. Page with zero at the moment. This is question three. Sports. Yeah, it's the category of athletic films. Which acclaimed sports drama has main characters named Maggie Fitzgerald and Frankie Dunn? And Christian, in the immortal words of Brian Cox, spicy McNuggets. <laughs> well done. Five, four, three, two, one. Pens down, hands up, please. We start with Paul Preston. I don't believe I got it. Is it all the right moves? It's incorrect. Paul Pre- uh, Paul Yama. This is also wrong in the natural. Uh, no, ben, ben Bateman. I wrote Seabiscuit. No, uh, Kim. Million Dollar Baby. It is. Kim hits it again. And Paige. I promise y'all I put a whip it. <laughs> whip it. All right. So Good pull. how yeah. about what a pull by Kim as she just nails the last two. And it is Kim in the lead here with two. Paige has zero at the moment. All the boat Pauls with one and Bateman with one as we get to question four. Question four. And here is the category. It is mystery films. Mystery films. Okay. What year saw the release of Sidney Lumet's Murder on the Orient Express? Sidney Lumet, excuse me. You know, Christian, I, I look at Paul Preston right now, and I just want him to sell me a shrubbery. Yeah. Well, I don't know, man. I wouldn't go in there. Five, four, three. Two, one. Pens down. Hands up, please. We start with Paul Oyama. 1974. Yes. Bateman. Yep. 1974. Kim. 1978. Well, just missed. Uh, Paige. 1974. Nice. And Paul Preston. At 68. Ooh, so, wow. So, Paige and Paul Preston now fighting to survive. So, if... Page hits it and Preston hits it. They're both gone. So here is the question mark. This is question. This is question uh, number five. Yeah, this is like when you're on the baseball diamond and there's like 38 possibilities of what to do with the ball if it gets hit your way. So let's find out. It is in the category of coming of age films. Let's all grow up together. What 1991 coming of age film stars Anna Klumski, Macaulay Culkin, and Dan Aykroyd? So this is really a battle right now between, well, potentially, potentially Paige and, and Paul. We'll see what happens. My uh, pen is running out of ink here. I'm going to maybe need Five, to go to a later color. Four, Roger that. Three, two, one. Pen down, please. Ben Bateman. I'm going to show it real close so you can see it's there. My girl. We got it. Yes. Uh, Kim. My girl. Yes. Uh, Paige. I did not have it. So I did a bunch of scribbles because I wrote home on too. <laughs> Paul to stay in the game. Ooh, my girl. Paul stays in the game and prime time. He can't see without his glasses. My girl. And with that, Paige Frabetti has been eliminated. Wow. So how about the performance here so far by the rookie, Kim 
We have not seen her so far, and she is showing. Look at that. she Three points for both Kim, Paul, and Ben in that round. And now we get to our next competitor. Uh, let me stop you right there. Introducing contestant 36. Representing Corruption. He is the former two-time movie trivia schmodown team's champion of the world and the former two-time movie trivia schmodown inner geekdom champion of the world mike the killer kellanowski Kalinowski has arrived, and it's the second time he's in the free-for-all with Paul Oyama. Last time they were on, it went Kalinowski's way. What way will it go this time? How is everyone doing? We good? <laughs> you know, they, I, I, want, I didn't want to do this, but they said, you know, come on and just have some fun, and I see everyone here, and I don't like any of you, so this is not going to be very fun for me. I'm sorry. I mean, Skybound asked me to do this with my shirt off to get some ratings for people, so that's why I'm here for the viewers. So I love you, Mark, of course, buddy. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, wait. Man, you're right why, is your, why is your shirt still on? Well, I, you know, I'm more than just a pretty face, Ben. I'm more than just a pretty face. Oh, okay, great. Right. I can't That's wait what the season's about. So, so great. Oh, great. So great oh, boy. <laughs> All right, so the two-time Inner Geekdom and Team Champion is here. And now we will get to the free-for-all, Mark. This is question number one. That's right. Ben, please don't feed the squirrels any more than they already eat. <laughs> your category. First question this round is in the category of black cinema. And the question, who plays the main protagonist, Trey Styles in the film, Boys in the Hood? Coming down the wire here, Christian, the Coors Light Mountains have gone from blue to purple. And how about Kim? Five, four, three, two, one. All right, pens down, please, and we start with Kim. Is it Cuba Gooding Jr.? It is. Uh, Mike Kalinowski. Cuba Gooding Jr. Paul Preston. Cuba Gooding Jr. Paul Oyama. Cuba Gooding Jr. And Ben Bateman. Cuba Gooding Jr. Okay. So now we get to our next category. This is in the realm of DC movies. DC movies. Oh. All right. Here we go. Oh. Who's here on? is. Here is the category. Oh, excuse me. Here's the question in DC movies. Who plays talk show host Murray Franklin in Joker? The subject of a recent episode of Rotten Tomatoes is wrong. With special mm. guest Robert Butler III. What a scrap it is, though, Mark, as we get to the end here. Five, four, three, two, one. Pens down. Hands down. Hands up, and we start with Mike Kalinowski. That's live. Robert D. Bobby D. Robert De Niro. Paul Preston. Robert De Niro. Primetime. Robert De Niro. Ben Bateman. Robert De Niro. And Kim. Robert De Niro. Yes, it is. All right. So we're all tied up so far at two apiece, Mark, as we get to our next question. And can I just say, I've never heard a more lovely accent than that of Paul the Powder Keg Preston. Just yeah. gorgeous. Really good. Really good. All right, here we go. The category is adventure films. And for one point, in Willow, 
What must Warwick Davis's character protect at all costs from the evil queen? Yeah, they remaking this. What's the what's the latest? TV show. TV show. Okay. On Disney Plus. Yeah. I'm in. Me too. And five, four, three, two, one. Pens down, please. Hands up. Pens down, Ben. And we start with uh, Paul. Preston. Is it a baby? It is. Uh, yeah. A young girl? Yeah, yeah that works. Uh, ben Bateman? I wrote the baby. Alora Dannen. It works. Kim? Baby. Yep. And Mike Kalinowski? It's an infant, and the correct term is it was a daikini. Wow. It's also good. I right. was going to give him, either give him three points or take away three points. <laughs> we're, all, we're all tied up. We're all tied up. All right. Here is the, uh, here's the next question. This is question four. It's martial arts movies. Which actress stars in the films Yes, Madam, Super Cop, and Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon? Three's lighting up the scoreboard like Steph Curry currently, Christian. Who's going to be the first of four? It's a good battle so far. Five, four, three, two, one. Hands down, hands up, please. And we start with Paul Oyama. Michelle Yeoh. Yes. Ben Bateman. Michelle Yeoh. Yes. Kim. Gong Lee. Missed that. And Mike. Michelle Yeoh. Yes, Paul Preston. Michelle Yeoh. Okay, so now Kim is in danger here. She has to hit this and hope some other people missed in order to take some people out with her. And here is the question. Here is the question. Mark, this is question five. This is question five. That's right. Everyone watching at home, this is where things can get nutty. So buckle up because we're about to enter the world of romantic comedies. And for... Possibly the biggest point of the match thus far. Where do Jay Baruchel and his best friend work in the 2010 film, She's Out of My League? What an interesting, interesting question here. Fortunes could change. Big time. Five, four, three, two, one. Pens down, hands up, please. We start with Ben Bateman. I wrote them all. It's incorrect. Kim. Another guest, TGI Fridays. That's incorrect. Kalinowski. Is that a record store? It's incorrect. Paul. No idea. Best Buy. Incorrect. And uh, primetime. So close to getting eliminated, everyone else. The airport. It is correct. But with that, Kim has been eliminated. Kim Midas, thank you so much. What an absolutely incredible performance by Kim Foster. This was, uh, that was a great debut as she now has been eliminated. And we find ourselves nearing the end, ladies and gentlemen. Introducing contestant 37. Representing the Quirky Mercs. She is the Siren, Sabrina Ramirez. Sabrina. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. It's good to see you. Good to have you in the free for all. And what an opportunity it is at the moment here as you are on the table. Towards the end, so congratulations. 
Yeah, it's going to be a blast. Let's go. Sabrina Ramirez is on the table, Mark, and now we keep on going. We keep on going. Here is the next question. Here is the next question. Yep, we are going to pick it up and take it from the world of the 1980s. And the question. What 1986 coming-of-age film begins with the narrated line, I was 12 going on 13 the first time I saw a dead human being? Well, that took a turn. Yeah, I know. I thought we were going to talk about riding a bike or something. Sad. <laughs> and five, four, three, two, one. Pens down, please. You start with Sabrina. Stand by me. Yes. Mike Kalinowski. Stand by me. Uh, Paul Preston. Stand by me. Oyama. Stand by me. Bateman. Stand by me. Okay. So we are now all tied up here with one apiece as we get to question number two. Question number two, and that is in the realm of Star Wars. Star Wars. Okay. Which Star Wars film features the following line? There you are. I'm standing by as you requested. Although there's a problem on the horizon. There's no horizon. One more time. What Star Wars film features the line? There you are. I'm standing by as you requested. Although there's a problem on the horizon. There's no horizon. Give him a little extra. Seems like it would be an issue. Five, four, three, two. One. Pens down, hands up, please. We start with Mike Kalinowski. I did not get it. I'm sorry. All right, Preston. Is it Rogue One? It is. Uh, Paul. Thank you, Laura Kelly. Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Yes. Bateman. Nope, didn't have it. Sabrina. Rogue One. Wow. All right. So, Sabrina with two, Preston with two, Oyama with two, and Kalinowski and Bateman in trouble here with one. And here is the next question. This is from... uh, Mark, period, piece, and costume dramas. Yeah. <clears throat> My favorite kind of movies. And for one point, the question. Daniel Day-Lewis, Michelle Pfeiffer, and Winona Ryder star in what 1993 period piece? Oh. How much do you think a pair of shoes cobbled by Daniel Day-Lewis go for? Right now? 23 grand? Five. Four, three, two, one. Pens down, please. This is question three. So we go with Paul Preston. The Age of Innocence? Yes. Oyama. This movie rules. The Age of Innocence. Yes. Bateman. The Age of Innocence. Yes. Sabrina. Didn't get it, Little Women. Okay. And Mike. Ah, I put Dangerous Liaisons. All right. So Mike wrote it. Damn it. Mike finds himself in trouble now because Mike has one Bateman and Sabrina tied at two and both Pauls with three. Here is question four. Here is question four. This is classics. This is classics. Hey, here you go. What 1932 gangster film starring Paul Muni had a remake in the 1980s that starred Al Pacino? And Christian, you look at the two Pauls trying to secure their position, but it's jockeying for position between Ramirez, Kalinowski, and Bateman. Four, three, two, one. Hands down. Hands up, please. We start with Oyama. 
I prefer this original, actually. Scarface. Yes. Bateman. Oddly enough, exactly 51 years apart. Scarface. Yes. Sabrina. Can't believe I missed that. I guess Casino. Oh, and Kalinowski. Scarface. Yes. And Preston. Scarface. Wow. All right. So this is where we stand right now. If Sabrina and Mike both get it right, then they are both eliminated. Although if one gets it right and the other misses, then that person would be eliminated. Here is the question mark. It's in the category of young adult adaptations. <laughs> For the points, Alex Pettifer, Teresa Palmer, Diana Agron, and Timothy Oliphant appear in what 2011 young adult film directed by DJ Caruso? So this could be Cute. a crazy moment here. Either we're going to see the, the exit of both Sabrina and Mike or one or the other. Here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. Pens down, please. We start with Ben Bateman. Is it the fifth wave? It is not. Uh, Sabrina. Beautiful Creatures. It is not. Mike Kalinowski. I don't know if I've got the title right, but I know it's Mr. John Roca. I am number four. That is correct. My, uh, Paul Preston. Same. I am number four. Yes, and Primetime. I've read all 10 of these books. I am number four. And with that, Sabrina Ramirez has been eliminated. Mike Kalinowski survives by the skin of his teeth. Unbelievable there. Wow. That was a very lucky moment for Mike Kalinowski. And, and Ben Bateman, Christian. That could have been that could have been a, a triple possible. That's so. true. That's true. Yes, Ben Bateman survives another round. Ben Bateman also should be noted has been in there. He is number 24, has been in there for quite a while now. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Introducing contestant 38. Representing the stars. She is Janine the Machine. This is going to be interesting because Janine the Machine made some problems for the contestants two years ago and almost won the whole damn thing. So here she is, Janine the Machine representing the rock stars. Always great to see you, Janine. Hey. All right, what do you, think, you, mean, you, you good with my whiteboard? Is the size of it okay for you, or do you want to you want to talk about it? What are you, what are you thinking? I mean, why is your board bigger than your pants? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 are you are you trying are you trying to compensate for something? Oh, <laughs> I, I, Mike already made That's that joke fun. on Twitter. So you guys are just yeah, it's a lot of fun you're having over there. Yeah, yeah. I'm having a lot of fun actually. Here we go. The smack talk is beginning already. Now I'm liking this. Now I'm having fun because Janine's here. It's like Ebony and Ivory, her and I. This is wonderful. <laughs> again, not this again. All right, here we go. And here I'm all out of white bread. Let's start, Mark, with the first question. Oh, I thought you'd never ask. The category is romance. Aw. And for a point, your question. Which actress starred in the romantic-themed films The Vow? The Time Traveler's Wife, and About Time. Remember, Janine was with Dan Merle and Bibbs and JTE and that, and Free For All just a couple of years ago. Yeah. Almost got to the end there. Five, four. We were so young. Two, one. Pens down. Speaking of Janine, Janine? Rachel McAdams. Yes. Mike? 
Dr. Christine Palmer herself, Rachel McAdams. Paul Preston. Rachel McAdams. Prime time. All these time travel movies. When is she going to get to time travel? Rachel McAdams. <laughs> and Ben Bateman. Rachel McAdams. Okay, we're all tied up, and now we get to our next question. Now we get to our next question. This is biopics. Biopics, here we go. Okay. Chadwick Boseman plays which famous singer in the film Get On Up? <sighs> Christian, I have an announcement to make. I think I'm officially going to get off the hill of pronouncing it biopics. I'm sorry, everyone. You know with it? What? It's biopics. Five, four, three, two, one. Pens down, hands up. Mike? I couldn't write it fast enough. I couldn't get it. Uh, Paul? James Brown. Yes. Prime time? James Brown. Yep. yep. Uh, Bateman? I had James Brown. And Janine? James Brown. Okay, so only Mike misses that one as we get to our next question. This is uh, question three, Mark. And it's a good one in the category of fantasy films. For one point, in Conan the Destroyer, which wrestler plays Dagoth that goes from a human form to a monstrous entity? And the same could be said for Christian when he doesn't get his sandwich on time. That's a hundred percent true. The monster. Yeah, you think I was going to deny that? Five, four, three, two, one. Pens down. Hands up, please. And Paul Preston. Hulk Hogan. It's incorrect. Prime time. I believe that's Andre the Giant. Yes, it is. Ben Bateman. Yeah, didn't have it. Uh, Janine. Andre the Giant. Yes, and Kalinowski. But they won the peanut. Andre the Giant. <laughs> Different movie, but yes, same person. So uh, that is correct. All right, so Janine with three, Kalinowski with two, Preston with two, Oyama three, and Bateman two. All right, yeah. so here is the next question. This is question four. This is question four. This is from Transformers. This is from Transformers. In Transformers Dark of the Moon, at which famous Washington, D.C. location did Carly Spencer and Sam Witwicky meet? And uh, shout out to our own barbarian for that Conan question. Congratulations. I hope it makes up for Michigan not quite reaching the final four. Oh, you're so mean. Five. Just, I was rooting for Three, two, one. Pens down. Paul Oyama. I had the Lincoln Memorial. It's incorrect. Ben Bateman. I wrote the White House. Yes, Janine. Oh, I also had Lincoln Memorial. Damn, correct. Uh, Kalinowski. I hadn't watched it yet, and I put the Smithsonian. Um, Preston. I put Washington Monument. Wow, so only Bateman gets that Ooh, one. So right now we got Janine with three. So right now it's Preston and Kalinowski fighting it out here with question five. Uh, this is going to be a big one here. That's right. We have Janine Oyama, and it appears Bateman are all safe. Kalinowski, Preston on more precarious ground. The category is horror movies. And for one point, how many times has Anthony Hopkins portrayed the character of Hannibal Lecter on the big screen? Janine coming on fire in here. I think she probably watched game tape of last Free For All Live we did too. Probably five, four, three. Two, one. Pens down, please. We start with Ben Bateman. 
I have three. Yes. Janine. Three. Yes, Mike. No, I had two. Preston. Three. And Paul Yama. Three. And with that, Mike Kalinowski has been eliminated. Kalinowski out, but Ben Bateman, number 24, is still in there. This is the best free-for-all performance of his career. Paul Preston, Paul Oyama, and Janine the Machine are still on the table as we now move to contestant 39. Introducing contestant 39. Representing Swag. She is the meme queen, Jen Kemp. Jen Kemp making her second free-for-all appearance here, and now she battles against Janine the Machine, Ben Bateman, Paul Preston, and Paul Oyama. Christian, what a show and an event we've had so far. Welcome to Jen Kemp, Janine the Machine, firing on all cylinders right out of the gate. Paul the Powder Keg has survived by the skin of his teeth more than once so far, but he is still here, and Bateman and Oyama putting on quite a show as they are our two longest-tenured current competitors. We go to begin the rounds in the category of the 2000s. All right, the 2000s, Mark. Yes, we start right now with this. This is Remember, Jen Camp was number 39. 40 is right around the corner. All right, Mark. As is our next bathroom break. And for one point, the question. What is the subtitle of the 2009 sequel to Transformers? In those Transformers, lots of Transformers in this match. And, well, you're a big fan, of course. And they also made it into uh, Inner Geekdom this year, too. So they've been, they've been around, these Transformers. And five. Congrats to the subtitle. Just need the subtitle. Two. One, pens down, please. Pens down, please. Hands up. And we start with Janine. Revenge of the Fallen? Yes. And me, uh, Jen. Age of Extinction. Uh, no, Paul Preston. Yeah, but I had Rise of the Fallen, which makes uh, more sense. Oyama. The worst one, Revenge of the Fallen. Uh, yes. Available. <laughs> uh, Revenge of the Fallen. Paul, it looks like you and I missed the memo. There were costumes required, apparently. I don't know. <laughs> All right. So... I've been in the Phantom Zone for three hours. I wanted to be comfortable. <laughs> so at the moment, Janine the Machine, Paul Oyama, and Ben Bateman all tied up. And here is the second question. Action movies. Action movies is the next one. And the question is, what is the name of the location that was invaded by terrorists on Christmas Eve in 1988's Die Hard? Christian, it appears that uh, the Coyote is making a movement to have Transformers be the MVP of this free-for-all. Ben Bateman might have something to say about that. Yeah, four. Ben Bateman's been there a long time. Three, two, one. Pens down, please. Pens down, please. Uh, hands up. We start with Jen Kemp. Nakatomi Plaza. Yes. Paul Preston. Nakatomi Plaza Tower. Paul Yama. Nakatomi Plaza. Bateman. The Nakatomi Plaza. Uh, Janine. Nakatomi Plaza. It is indeed. So Janine with two. Kemp and Preston with one. And Oyama and Bateman still with two as we get to our next question. And that is in the category of 
Hey, we're back to wrestlers in film. And here we are. Hulk Hogan has a cameo as himself. In which film in the Muppets franchise, in which he is revealed to be part of a secret government organization? What a phenomenal question this is. Look at the grin on Chris. I'm glad that we make you happy once in a while. That's a great question. PJ is laughing like a, a pagan flop right now. Five, four, three, two, one. Pens down, please. Pens down, please. And for this one, we start with Paul Preston. The Great Muppet Caper. That is incorrect. Paul Oyama. I, don't, I think this is wrong. The Muppets take Manhattan. It's incorrect. Bateman? I wrote Muppets in space. That is correct. Uh, and then Janine. I didn't have it. Uh, and Kemp. It's Muppets from space. At the moment, it is Janine the Machine with two, Jen Kemp with two, Preston with one, Oyama with two, and Bateman with three. All right, here is the next question. Here's the next question. And it's in the category of scores and soundtracks. Scores and soundtracks. All right, here we go. And in point, one of Christian's favorite categories features this question. In Spike Lee's Do the Right Thing. The iconic opening credits feature Rosie Perez dancing to what famous hip-hop song? We need the song, not the artist or artists. All right, here we go. Damn. Only one competitor. Five, four, three, two, one. Hands down. We are not working on past precedent managers and peanut gallery in the chat. And we start with... At that moment, we start with primetime Paul Oyama. I fight the power. Yes. Uh, ben Bateman. Didn't have it. Janine uh, the Machine. Fight the power. Yes. Jen Kemp. Rosie Perez, sure can dance. Fight the power. Yes. And Paul Pratt. Fight the power. That's it. All right. So right now we have Janine the Machine, Jen Kemp, Oyama, and Bateman all with three, and Paul Preston with two as we get to question. Question number five here, Mark. Christian, there's a guy goes by a 007. His real name is Jimmy Bond, and that's the category in the world of James Bond. Who directed the film The Man with the Golden Gun? And fans might have lost their minds if Kalinowski was still in this competition, Christian. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and five. Four, three, two, one. Hands down, hands down, please. Hands up, and we start with. James got it. And Bateman. I didn't. I, I couldn't get there fast enough to write it. All right, and Janine the Machine. Didn't have it. Uh, Jen Kemp. Nothing. Paul Preston. Is it Guy Hamilton? It is, and the Paul matter. Yama. I guess we're going to sudden death. I had John Glenn. Oh, my God. And so with that, we are going to a sudden death round. Our what? first one of the event so far. So, Mark, how does sudden death go? <laughs> sudden death is a whole lot of fun. And don't worry, competitors. This time it's only three questions. So actually, each one's more important, which might make you more nervous. Three questions. Each one is worth a point. The match will play out in this round as it always has, where we will ask the three questions in subsequent order. I'll take question one and three. Christian will handle number two. And at the end, we'll see where the chips fall. All right. So here we go, Mark. 
Question number one. And that's in the world of animated movies drawn by hand or on a computer, possibly stop motion. Here's your question. What is the name of the utopian destination that the dinosaurs are looking for in 1988's The Land Before Time? And with that, Mark is out. Yeah. Who knows? I think I've ever seen it. And five, four, three, two, one. Pens down, please. Pens down, please. Hands up. And we start with Janine. I just said the green place. That is incorrect. Jen Kemp? I think it's the Great Valley. That is correct. Paul the peaceful, peaceful Valley. Incorrect. Prime time. I did not have it. And Ben. Didn't have it. Thank you, Jenny Nicholson. Jen (laughs) Kemp up by one here with two questions left to go in this sudden death. All right, comic book movies. Comic book movies. Here we go. What British thespian played Dr. Edward Bailey, a brilliant physicist assigned to an asylum for the criminally insane in Red 2? That was a great read by you, partner. I know it's been a long day. A lot of big words in there. Multiple syllables. You crushed it, kid. Yeah. And five, four, three, two, one. Pens down, please. Pens down, please. We start with Jen Kemp. Anthony Hopkins? Yes. Paul Preston. Uh, The other Hannibal. Uh, Primetime. Anthony Hopkins. Uh, Ben Bateman. Lucky guess. I got Hopkins. And Janine. No, I also had Brian Cox. Wow. All right. So the way that it's going to work at the moment here is this is, the, this is the final question in the sudden death. If Oyama and Bateman both miss and Janine and Preston both hit, they'll all be eliminated and Kemp will survive. Here is the next. <coughs> here is the next question, Mark. This is from directors. That's quite a hypothesis you pose there, Christian, but it could happen. Let's find out in 15 seconds after I read this question from directors. How many films in the overall X-Men Wolverine franchise did James Mangold direct? Nice sprawling query there to close out this sudden death round. Will it be the last sudden death we see today? And fine. Four, three, two, one. Pens down, please. Pens down, please. We start with Paul Preston. Two. That is correct. Prime time. Two. Yes. Bateman. Two. Janine. Two. Yep. And Jen Kemp. Two. And with that, Paul Preston and Janine the Machine have been eliminated. All right. So continuing on here, ladies and gentlemen, we are continuing to move. Introducing contestant 40, representing the stars. He is the former movie trivia schmodown Star Wars champion of the world, Alex the Demon Damon! Alex Damon making his way to the free-for-all. Unbelievable. 
Good to have the former champ here making his way in IG. And all right, ladies and gentlemen, oh, I'm I'm getting word. I'm getting word that there's there's one more person. Getting word there's one more person coming in. Oh, all right. Well, we have 41 apparently. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing number 41. He is the trending nightmare, Zaflatan Flowers. It's the flirts and flowers. You weren't supposed to be here. What are you doing here? I just want to be here. That's why. Well, I know you wanted to be here, but you just kind of made your way. Who do you know? What that's happened? That's what you want. You silly stinker. Oh. Go on with the show. Okay, this will go on with the show. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you to be here. So it's nice to have Flirt and Flaus here. And so Flirt and Flaus has made it. Hey, Christian, I'm just going to jump in here. Flaus, I've been a big fan for a long time. I've always wanted to meet you, and I'm really, really honored to be able to work with you. Uh, I hope that's okay for me to say that here publicly. Das ist gut, Ben Bateman. Good luck. You too, buddy. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Here is the uh, Here is the first question here, Mark. That's right, Christian. And it <laughs> is, first of all, Welcome, Flaus. In the category of thrillers, which is on our hands right now, for a point, who plays TV news producer Nina Romina in 2014's Nightcrawler? This is the final setup, Christian. Just sit back and observe with wonder. Here we go. And five, four, three, two. One. Pens down, please. Pens down. And we start with Alex Damon. Complete guess. Vera Famiga. That is incorrect. All right. So, Jan Kemp. Renee Russo? Yes. Flaus. Uh, Sally Field. That is incorrect. Uh, Paul Oyama. Renee Russo. Yes. Ben Bateman. Renee Russo. Yes. All right. So now we see ourselves at the moment. It is both the Flaus and Alex Damon. Uh, with zero and Bateman, Kemp and Oyama with one apiece. All right, here we go. Here's the next Wizarding World. The Wizarding World. Here it is. In the Harry Potter films, what is the name of the skeletal winged horse-like creatures that are only visible to those who have witnessed death? These films, uh, these films run in Germany, Christian. Do we know? Do we have intel on that? We're going to find out in a second. Five, four, three, two, one. Pens down, please. Pens down, please. And we start with Jen Kemp. You're not crazy. I can see them too. Thestrals. Yes. Flaus? Oh, of course. They're Screechers. Oh, that was incorrect. Not Screechers? No. Sorry, Flaus. Oyama? The Thestrals, sorry. Thestrals. Yes. Bateman? Nope. And Damon? Thestrals. Yes. All right. All right. So now we get to question number three. Question number three. We go from the wizarding world to disaster films. No, these are not about the Fantastic Beast movies. Your question, four points. Which actress plays a small town mayor opposite Pierce Brosnan in Dante's Peak? Wow, looking to get on the board here. Five, four, three, 
Two. One. Pens down, please. Pens down. And we start with Flouse. Nothing. <laughs> that's, that's so nice. Thank you, Flouse. I believe that's a sad face. I think so. Prime time. You yeah, chose the wrong question. Helen Hunt. That's wrong. I think you're fine, Paul. Uh, ben Bateman. I wrote uh, Linda Hamilton. Yes, that's correct. Uh, Damon. Thought that too late. Same. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you also missed. All right. So only so only Bateman. Wait, Jen. And, oh, Jen. Jen Kim. Linda Hamilton. I got it too. Right. So Jen, <laughs> I thought you already got it. I already gave it to you. So we have we have Jen Kemp who hits it and Bateman. So right now, only the Flouse has a big goose egg at the moment. And we get to question four. Question four. All right. Here we go. This is in modern classics. Okay. Forrest Gump is shot in which body part while in combat in Vietnam in Forrest Gump? Looks like we could be heading to an extra round, at least one of them, but you never know. Five, four, three, two, one. All right, pens down, pens down. And we start here with Paul Oyama. Shoulder? Is incorrect. Bateman? His butt? Yes. Damon? Ah, damn it. <laughs> he specifically says the buttocks. Yes. Uh, Kemp? He gets all the ice cream he wants in the buttocks. And the flirt and flouse. His booty! That's right. So even though it's booty and buttocks, I guess we'll get a challenge from the chat <laughs> room on that too. Shame, shame. But, yeah, Language sorry. difference. Yes, buttocks. I was going to say popo. All right, so here we go. Here's the here is the final question. Here, this is the final question in round five. Round could five. be a lot riding on this, Christian. If Zafurton gets it and the rest of the field struggles, we could see a few competitors eliminated here. It's in the category of war films, and here we are. Tom Cruise plays Ron Kovic, a veteran of what war? In the Oliver Stone film, Born on the Fourth of July. Damn, Margaret's dying. I will say it's Flaus's uh, first point ever in the uh, free for all, and he's got it because of the butt call. So there you go. I gotta switch to a different color, but I still wrote five, it down. Five, four, three, two, one. Pens down, starting with Ben Bateman. I got Vietnam. That is correct. Alex Damon. I went Korean. Uh, Jen Kemp. Vietnam War. Yes, Flaus. He's no fortunate son. Vietnam War. Yes, and Oyama. Vietnam. Yes, and with that, the Flirt and Flouse and Alex Damon have been eliminated. All right. So this is the final three, ladies and gentlemen, the final three. It's Paul Oyama. It's Ben Bateman. It's Jen Kemp. The final three. All right, Mark. Here we go. That's right. This is going to be a five-question round because a competitor or two competitors in this case were eliminated. After these five questions, should a competitor be eliminated, we will progress to another five-round, five-question round between the two remaining competitors. However, if it ends up being a tie between all three competitors, we will go to sudden death for three questions, in which case one competitor will eventually be eliminated. All right. Well, here and if two people tie for last, it's over, right? Just double-checking. If two people are tied for last? Yeah, then, then, it's, that's then. It. Yeah, then it's over. Yeah, just check. Just then it's done so. Yeah. All right. Here the we category go. Category to kick us off 
is Disney movies. And the question, what 1993 Disney movie is a remake of Disney's The Incredible Journey? Which I guess could have also been a remakes and reboots question, but we pay tribute to the mouse. And five, four, three, two, one. Pens down, hands up, please. And we start with Ben Bateman. I wrote Homeward Bound. Yes. Oyama. Homeward Bound. Yes. And Kemp. Homeward Bound. Tied up. All right. Here we go. Here is question two. Damn. All right. Alien and Predator. Alien and Predator is the next one. Okay. In Alien Covenant, which DCEU actor plays Christopher Orem, the first mate of the ship who is married to Corinne? And Christian, while my thoughts might be escaping homeward bound, these three competitors just thinking about possibly being the free for all four champion. Yep. Five, four, three, two, one. Hands down, please. Hands up. Hands down, hands up. We start with prime time. Billy Crudup? Yes. Jen Kemp. No, Michael Pena. Uh, Bateman. Billy Crudup. Yes. So Bateman and Oyama tie up here. All right, here is the next question, Mark. This is uh, category three. That's right. It's spy movies. And here we are. For one point, the question. <coughs> one actor and one actress have appeared in both the Born and Mission Impossible series. Name either one of them, but please not both. Just one. Write down two names. You gotta do it again. <laughs> Just the one. Five, four, three, two, one. Pens down, please. Pens down, please. Hands up. We start with Jen Kemp. Bing Rames. It's incorrect. Uh, Bateman. Jeremy Renner. Yes. Oyama. Jeremy Renner. Yes. All right. So. We now get to our next question. Our next question. Who's is, the actress, by the way, if you can? Uh, Jeremy Renner or Michelle Monaghan? Yeah, that's right. Um, All right. Here is the next question. This is question, question, <coughs> question four. All right. And this is in dramas. This is in dramas. Here we go. Okay. Who plays the character of Tom Buchanan, Daisy's husband, in the 2013 Boz Lerman film, The Great Gatsby? And Kemp's got to have this one. Bateman in primetime, got to miss it. Drama is getting intense. Five, four, three, two, one. Pens down, please. Pens down, please. And we start on this one. We start with Ben Bateman. Is it Toby Maguire? And it's incorrect. Prime time. I want to say it's Joel Edgerton. And it's correct. And Jen Kemp? It is Joel Edgerton. That is correct. All right. So this is the last question here in this round. This is the last question in this round. All right, here we go. And it's interesting because if Bateman were to miss, prime time were to get it correct, Kemp were to get it correct, then Oyama wins. Oyama would be the winner. All these alternate timelines is confusing. <laughs> kind of feel like the Flash running around these right now. And the question, which could decide the match for a point, 
is in the category of family films. Who plays the father of the separated twins in the 1998 adaptation of The Parent Trap? Damn. You can Sorry, feel Jen. the intensity. That's it's a good okay. Run. It's a good Five, <laughs> four, three, two, one. Pens down, please. Start with primetime. Dennis Quaid. Jen Kemp. Dennis Quaid. Bateman. Yeah, I wrote Dennis Quaid. Good pull. And with that, Jen Kemp has been eliminated. Great performance by Jen Kemp and our final two. This is a rematch for the movie trivia Schmodown Championship <laughs> back at Schmodown Spectacular 5. Uh, excuse me, 4. And now we have them in the main event, the last round for the free for all championship five questions mark in the final round whatever happens right, Ben. Jill. hell of a game hell of a round good stuff you too you too paul and neither one of them has requested a bathroom break yet so let's get into this five questions in this round that could determine the winner if they end up with a tied score at the end of the five questions we will go to a three question sudden death overtime question number one is in the category of the oscars who won an Academy Award for her performance as an abusive mother in the 2009 drama Precious? You look at these two competitors, but one can't but wonder how far Jen Kemp has come. What a performance oh, by her. Amazing. Five, four, three, two, one. Pens down, please. Pens down, please. All right. We start with Ben. I got Monique. Yes, and prime time. Monique. Yes. All right. Question two. Question two. And we are now going to see ourselves musicals. Okay. Here we go. Who plays escaped prisoner Jean Valjean in 2012's Les Miserables? Les Miserables. <laughs> whatever. It's been a been a long day partner been a long day very american pronunciation of that. yeah and five four three two one pens down please and paul bread and its multitudes Steve jackman yes and bateman otherwise known as two four six oh one <laughs> all right here is the <laughs> next question here's the next question all right, Mark. Christian wasn't impressed, but I was. In the world of the 1970s is where we're zooming back to. For one point, Colonel Kurtz and Captain Willard can be found in this Francis Ford Coppola film. Two to two. They're looking to make it three to three. Damn. It's going to come down to two questions. Five, four, three, two, one. Pens down, please. Pens down, please. And we start here with Ben Bateman. Apocalypse Now. Yes, Paul. The horror. The horror. Apocalypse Now. It is. All right. So now we're going to move here. It's movie release dates. Movie release dates is the next one. And here's question four. What year saw films released in all of the following franchises? Star Wars, 
Toy Story, James Bond, and The Matrix. That's a bit of a thinker, huh? Could it come down to the last question? Four, three, two, one. Pens down, please. And we start here with primetime. 1999. Yes, Bateman. 1999. All right. So this is where we stand. It is 4-4. We are going to try here. If they both get it, we're going to another, another sudden death. However, one misses, one hits. Then we have our winner. Here is the question. Somewhere John Roca is drinking whiskey and saying, why couldn't I have gotten more questions in this category? Westerns. And the question that could determine the winner of the free-for-all. Who played Sheriff Franklin Hunt in 2015's Bone Tomahawk? All could come down to this. Potentially. Or are we going it to spend lost. death? It lost. And five, four, Jesus. three, two, one. Pens down, please. And Ben. I got Kurt Russell. Oyama. Let's, go. Let's do it again. Kurt Russell. All right. We're going to sudden death now. So the way it's going to work here for sudden death, three questions, three questions in the, this is the first sudden death for this round. All right. Here we go, Mark. Three questions. We'll just run it back. Starting with the category of Saturday Night Live based films. And here we are. What is the first name of Tim Meadows' ladies' man character as seen in the classic film from the year 2000? Yes. The word classic was not in the question, but I added it because it's accurate. That's fine. Five, four, three, two, one. Pens down, please. And Ben. I rep Tyrone. That's incorrect. Paul? I had Jerry. Looking for Leon. God bless it. Keep on going. Keep on going. Oh, man. I thought it was over. Here's the next one. This is in comedies. Who co-stars with Eddie Murphy in Dolomite Is My Name as actor-director Derville Martin? This is question two. It's such a tease because it could end in this round or we could be here for another hour. Five, four, three, two, one. Ends down, please. And Paul. Might have just lost it. I said Wesley Snipes. That is uh, Ben. Wesley Snipes. Both correct. All right. Oh, my God. All right. Here is the... I haven't seen it. I legit did not know that. Next question. Next question. All right. That's where this, once again, is the question. It could determine the match. I'm going to keep saying it. And it's in the category of dystopian future and time travel. In the final scene of Snowpiercer... The surviving characters see what type of animal walking through the snow. Now, see, Christian, if we were in a dystopian future movie, we'd know who won. And five, four, three, two, again, one. Pens down, please. Ben Bateman. I just guessed. I said wolf. And prime time. Polar bear. Ah! 
Oyama does it. He wins the free for all, and it looks like Prime Time, should he want to, has an opportunity for that gold if he wants to. We're going to try to get in Winston Marshall here, who can be able to talk to Jen Sturger. And oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Here, look, let's just take that right now. Look at that. Look at that reaction. Look at that reaction. Winston Marshall. Bro. bro. Bro, as soon as the question got asked, I know. As soon as it got asked, I was like, I know you know this, I know you know this. Yes, yes. you know. That was big. All right, it was really big. Massive win. Massive win for Swag. Massive. Oh my God! What a my God! Crap! It was prime time. Paul Oyama taking the free for all he does it and what and what a comeback from the free for all that he had in uh, you oh know my God. back in 2019 Paul you weren't happy with the performance obviously happy with this one we're going to throw to you guys you guys are going to be standing talking with Jen Sturger in just a moment so again congrats guys Wow. What a moment. What a moment. What a moment. Congratulations to primetime Paul Oyama. That was a massive, massive win. And he fought really hard. He was in there the whole time with Bateman. And congratulations to Bateman, who really played it through. Congratulations to Jacob Blunden. Congratulations to Bibi Yanni. There's so much. We're going to talk about that MVP in just a minute. We're going to, this is the most difficult conversation we've ever had when it has come to MVP because it was like a clear cut winner in the past. This is different. This is different. We're going to have, but we are going to throw to Jen Sturger, who's going to be with Winston Marshall and Oyama. And Mark, the question is going to be what's Oyama going to do with that shot? Is he going to hold out? Is he because he's got a shot with Ethan Irwin in that number one contender, but does he risk that now or does he just go for the title now that he can? Uh, collisions around the corner. Does he want to play a collision? What does he want to do? I'm very interested to see what Jen asks when, uh, when we talk to the 2021 free for all winner, Paul Oyama. Yeah, this is where your, your and I brains diverge just a little bit because you're already thinking about what's he going to do with that shot. And I'm just thinking about, holy crap, what an event we just had and what a celebration in the Oyama and entire swag faction household we are going to bear witness to tonight because the event, the, the spectacle, the competition, the surprises, the twists, the turns, the two times that we saw the field cleared by competitors, this free-for-all four had everything. And although it may not be the best movie, it is a young adult adaptation. It was the question we asked. I am number four might have been the best spectacular wow. yet. It was crazy. What a crazy. I can't wait. Uh, enough of us. Jen's going to be talking with the winner obviously but then she's going to come back and talk to who we announce as the mvp so we need the manager and the the announcement of the mvp to come in and, and talk to jen as well so we're going to do that in just a moment so we will now throw to jen sturger who is with winston marshall and the 2021 2021 free for all winner prime time paul Oyama. I can see you're still soaking it all in. Congratulations. <laughs> so good to see you here. Tell me what was going through your head when Ben spun his board around. I 100% thought that he had that question. I was like, damn, we're have to go to another sudden death. Um, I knew it right away. I love that movie. Winston, there's a long story we had to tell about that maybe for another day. Maybe he'll tell it now. I'll tell it now. I don't give a F, bro. I'll tell was, that right now. 
I was kind of in disbelief because there's so many times where like, luckily my blanks all came at times that I didn't really need it. You know, I would be ahead by one or two and I would just blow it on some question I definitely knew. Um, I could have swept it with, you know, Guy Hamilton, but it came back around and oh my God. Oh is my there God, dude. Poetic, so is there a certain poetic justice with this coming against Bateman? <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, I if, I was, if you're going to ask me how I want to beat him, I would have preferred to beat him in the regular play. But this is obviously an amazing, uh, amazing thing that happened. It, it just feels, I mean, it doesn't matter who it was against. Um, it's just like one of those, it's the, my favorite event. It has been ever since I was a fan. Um, when it was, when it first happened in the studio, um, I've seen other free throws like dozens of times. Like this is such a crazy, crazy moment for me. Hey, oh listen, Paul, no one, no fan has ever been like, there are too many questions. This is just going too long. <laughs> you gave them extra free Schmodown content oh. as far as I'm concerned. Um, Winston, I saw you in the manager chat, which was a great time, by the way, to pop in and out of and see how you guys were handling, you know, certain players leaving, certain players coming in. Um, what was going through your head during those final rounds? Um, I can't tell you about the final rounds, but I can tell you about that final question. Um, I will say I will say this. Every Winston, single... did you black out? Is that what this is about? No, 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 no. I just, I was too hyped because literally <laughs> I've erased, I've erased like 15 rounds because of the last question. So every single member of SWAG and every IG rookie that we interviewed before the draft knows the answer to that question. You know why? Because I wanted to stretch people and see how they could do. And that was a question that we put on our combine. So the minute the words came out of Christian's mouth, I was like, Paul, a thousand percent knows this. It's a, a thousand percent on if Ben does. And the, and most people guess a wolf just for that same reason. And the minute mm -hmm. he said it, I went crazy before Paul even answered. And I saw Paul's face and... <laughs> Oh my God, Paul! Oh, that, uh, that's exactly where your mind was at, right? Oh You're yeah! Like, oh my God! Oh yeah! <laughs> you know it's thank funny, you, Paul. Thank yeah. you, Director Bong, for blessing me once again. First with your movies, now with this. Oh my God! It's funny, Paul, because I wanted to ask you. You know, as someone who's now been in two free for alls, it's like, what did you take away from your initial free for all appearance to this one, in terms of how you approached it, how you played the game once you were inside it? You know, that's what. That's kind of what I wanted to know. I gotta be honest, I wasn't in long enough to get too many takeaways the first time. Um, but honestly, um, I guess just relaxing, right? Because I think the first time I tried to cram a bunch of stuff, I'm like, oh, I, I, I don't know these categories as well. But tonight, I just watched one of my favorite movies last night, uh, Stalag 17, shout out Billy Wilder. And I just watched it and I just relaxed and I didn't think too much. I didn't overthink it. And I just came in prepared and I'm confident in my abilities, but it's like, you know, it is total luck of the draw. When you come in, who else is there? What kind of questions? It's like, man, yeah. It's Absolutely. Were there any competitors that, that came in and their play actually surprised you? Um, kind of. Um, a lot of the people that did really well, honestly, I kind of expected to. Um, I know Jacob is like a, a good player. He's a fellow at sort of fan league or a little bit before my time. But I mean, Griffin, I'm like a big fan of this podcast. I kind of figured he would do well. A lot of the people that do, I mean, Bibbs did great. Ben did amazing. Like a lot of these runs make sense to me. So I don't mm -hmm. know if there was anyone that necessarily surprised me just because I like, I respect almost everybody. I mean, not almost, sorry. I respect everybody in the free for all. Um, and it's just, yeah, one of those crazy things right. where, you know, people are just bound to have different luck and, and it's some people's day and some people and not some other people's. And honestly, some people probably played better than I did, but it doesn't matter because I won. <laughs> Yo, it's but I gotta, man I gotta, standing. I got to say, though, I, I know there's a lot of people that were out here doing work, but I got to give shout out to Jen Kemp, though. Like, I know she came in late in the free for all. But did you see my girl? She was stunting and styling on all you suckers, suckers. 
All right. I don't know how much swearing I can do, so I'm trying to temper <laughs> None. myself. None. But she, I don't know if I could say the A word because I would have. But I like real talk. Like Jen came in here and she handled her business. The fact that she's sitting here riding in the last three and whatnot. I am so proud of this faction. I, and I'm I, so I, happy because Jen's someone that I know is really good. I have known this for mm-hmm. years, and she just mm-hmm. hasn't gotten the chance to really show it. And to me, this this is the Jen Kemp that 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 this is what Jen Kemp is about. Also, just real quick, I haven't said anything too much. I got to give respect to Ben Bateman. He made an incredible run. Obviously, pushed me to the very last question at the end. There, he's a terrific player. Um, I'm just I'm so glad this worked out the way it did, though. Obviously, and and great job to all the competitors who had amazing runs throughout. So obviously, Paul, you're still celebrating right now. There's a lot of things to think about, but you are on the path to a number one contender shot uh, with your match against Ethan Irwin. But my question to you is, have you thought about maybe just bypassing that and just going straight for the title shot? Or maybe are you thinking like we should try to keep this in our back pocket for a rainy day and see how that all plays out? It's good you've asked because I planned it out. As you can see, I hit the you know a Star Wars question today. So I'll be challenging for the Star Wars belt right now. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I got to take some time to think about slow that. Slow down, I'm, slow down. I'm not making any, any snap decisions on the spot. I feel like if you asked me to buy your house right now, I would put a down payment, even though I don't have the money for it. I got to take some time to evaluate, talk to the faction, talk to you know Winston, and, and you know think about it on my Yo. own. And I will come back to the decision. You will know Yo. when I come with my title shot, but I, I got to take some time for that. Oh my God. Well, congratulations, guys. It's, oh it's always God. nice to see you in the winner's circle, Winston. You're always a much happier person as well. Hey. But honestly, it's just for the reaction videos alone. They're so That's pretty much it. They, they, they really are. Like, honestly, if you see it, like, I jumped up before the question was answered, like I said, but I got to say something. I mean, like, people have been hating on swag this season. I know we had a rough start. I know we had some nonsense that we have dealt with, but I, I, I <laughs> we got two title shots right now. You think swag is done? You out your damn mind. We are just getting started. Oh my God. Woo! Hey, Paul, I'm flying to Hawaii, son. Someone get my passport. I'm going to Hawaii. <laughs> you don't need a passport, Winston. Winston, Winston you don't need a passport. <laughs> I don't need a passport. Oh, congratulations Somebody get my again, vaccination Paul. card. I don't Good need luck a passport. Getting him my vaccination card. Let's go. All right, well, obviously, a very, very excited. Uh, Winston Marshall, Paul Oyama, he's getting another shot. Now the but look, the question also is, does he take the singles title shot? Does he go for the team's title? You know that he's been wanting to get that team's title as well. And Jen made it clear too; he's got a path to that singles championship. So there is a scenario. There's a lot of different scenarios here. There's a scenario where he decides he wants to hold on to it for the rest of the year and, and not use it until next season. So Paul Oyama is sitting pretty right now, as he is the free for all winner. Swag needed that one; they got it, but. There's another. There's some other business at hand. This was, as we said, there was a lot of deliberating uh, right now. We had, um, there's four of us who were going through and, and having a conversation and going over the the MVP. And uh, it was, it, there There were a lot of names. There were a lot of names thrown out overall. And, uh, and we couldn't even uh, get to a, a full agreement for a while. But we finally did. We came to an agreement. So, Mark, we're going to actually, we're going to uh, say the moment of the match and then we're going to announce the MVP of the of the free for all. Yeah, there's so many names to toss around when you're talking about who gave us the greatest moment and then who ultimately is the MVP and it could in fact be the same person and not out of the running is the young man who we just saw win this event 
Paul Oyama. What a magical performance by him. You pivot over to someone like William Bibiani or a Barbarian who had so many points so early on. Ben Bateman outlasting the entire field, getting over 50 total points in his match and almost winning the event. Jen Kemp coming to play at the end, as did Janine the Machine. And Christian, when you look at the moments that we've gotten, one does think back to the very same scenario that we referenced at the top of the show. Free for all one, Mark Andreco gets up and clears the entire field. Well, we had two such instances tonight, but I can't think of one that made the chat more electric or one that excited the fandom worldwide in the movie trivia schmodown like the competitor not here in the states but halfway across the world in australia jacob blunden clears the field so jacob look so this is the moment of the night it's kind of a new thing that we're doing but is and the reason why i mean it was it was a back and forth on this one too but the reason why we thought you deserved a moment of the night is that it is one thing to be able to be in there, have done this before, stared at some people before. It's a big, it's a big thing to do. But to come in here against your peers that you've been watching for a long time and stay calm, stay cool, and then to take them all out in your first free-for-all and really first big moment in Schmodown and exactly what you did in your match against Jacoby. So we, congratulations, sir. You do have the moment of the night. Thank you. Uh, that was incredible. I... I'm still shaking from it. I yeah, um, the ability like to come in and just I, I was I'm still lost for words really for that moment. Uh, but I'm very very happy with uh, getting moment of the week. It, that was incredible. Well, uh, it, it might actually be moment of the decade, Jacob. Uh, <laughs> have you since you were retired? In the free-for-all, have you had a chance to have any interaction with any of your other faction mates of corruption or possibly your manager, the queen of corruption, Shannon Barney? And if so, what sort of exchanges were those? I, I've definitely been talking with my faction mates, um, and it's all been very much elation and happiness. And I, we're all just, again, uh, we're all just really happy, and I, I love this faction. I'm so glad that Shannon drafted me, and I have ne I was... I got picked by the single best manager and to have her as my manager to be someone who is constantly in my corner and constantly supporting me and constantly helping me develop as a player. It's just fantastic to get on the phone with her after something like that and hear her nearly in tears of just how um, proud she is. So it, it makes me feel really, really fantastic. But you're also in corruption, so it felt yeah. pretty good to knock four people off the desk. Right? Oh, it did. Oh, absolutely felt really good, especially to get one over Jacoby after he beat me last uh, the other day. Well, you did, and it, you did it in dramatic fashion, my friend. You did yeah. it great, great. This is a big moment for you. Enjoy it. Please enjoy it. This is well-deserved, my friend. So congratulations to Jacob Blunden, the Aussie. And, sir, I'm sure we'll see you very, very soon. All right. So now we are going to throw to Jen Sturger with mark would you like to announce the mvp the most valuable player yeah it's most valuable player otherwise it would probably be nerd chronic or courtney behind the scenes but the most valuable player in the free for all four could have been an experienced veteran like a william bibiani who still standing after many rounds the barbarian great rookie performances from not only jacob blunden but I mean, someone had the Midas touch, and someone else, Jacoby Bancroft, came in and gave quite a bang for their buck. Jen Kemp, Janine the Machine, like I said, so many great competitors of value here. 
but the most valuable player almost won the free-for-all four, took Paulo Yama to the limit, and before doing that, racked up 50-plus points. I believe the total is Sammy Hagar's hated number 55, and that would be Ben the Boss Bateman. Ben the Boss Bateman is the 2021 free-for-all MVP, awarding the Dungeon three points for the free-for-all. And we are going to throw to Jen Sturger, which we know what their interviews have been like lately. So Jen Sturger, Ben Bateman, and the manager of the Dungeon, Kaiser. Kaiser, I have to tell you, I feel like this could be the Dungeon's year. I feel like every time you guys have a chance to show everyone what you're made of, you do it in spades. So how does it feel to get this MVP nod? Jen, to quote a very famous NASCAR racer, in a Dungeon, we pretty much piss excellence. And that was not, you know, that was shown today. Uh, We had the boss come in and just clean up. This is why you bring a guy, this is why you bring world-class athletes to the dungeon. You don't bring half-steppers, half a country away. You bring in the heavy hitters. I couldn't be more proud of this kid. I work with this guy every day. He's my brother. He's a warrior. Shoot, he's in the danger zone with Dan Merle. What's not to love? I mean, I, there's probably a lot of things, but we'll st- we'll save those for another interview. Uh, ben, congratulations, you know, on this prestigious nod from uh from christian and mark and pj but i i have to say you know it was interesting that it came down to you and oyama in the end because i feel like it's just it was so poetic i I, don't you think yeah you know jen you know i love to get in there and rattle the cage the people i'm playing against i love to do that it's my favorite way to play the game but at the end of the day to go toe-to-toe with paulo yama to get to the end of the line with this kid uh it's the best performance I've had in, in, in any free-for-all, and I'm proud to have had it for this faction. I look forward to beating Palayama in a match, but he deserves that win. He deserves it. And uh, I just, I want, I want to say rude things, and I want to piss people off, but at the end of the day, Jen, I got to be authentic with you, and it means a lot to me to have played as well as I did and to do it for this faction. That's how I feel. We all know what Palayama means to this league. While he's a threat and a, and a big pain in my arse, <laughs> The kid is a freaking warrior, and he came in there and he and he cleaned up. So you got to give the man his credit. Now, yes, Ben Bateman will certainly beat him heads up, but today it was his day, and good for him. We're still the MVP. We're we're always the most valuable players. Whether you want to put it on Facebook or the or the or the whatever the tweet book, I don't know where people vote on things. Nobody votes for the dungeon. Why would you vote for us? We don't want you to vote for us. We prefer if you don't like us. That's how we keep our edge, Jen. I got to ask, Ben, because you were in there for so long and you saw so many faces, you know, rotating in and out of there. Were there any rookies that stood out to you or people that you hadn't necessarily had matches against that you were like, oh, wow, that could be an interesting combination at some point? Griffin Newman really impressed the hell out of me. I think Griffin's a a real player in this league. That's somebody who I, and obviously my buffoon of an old manager, you know, made a good choice there with that, that fifth overall pick. I thought that was a, Jen, he is a good player player who will get beat by anybody in the dungeon, but a good player. Yeah. Yep. Um, (laughs) You know, I I thought what Blunden did for corruption was really impressive. Uh, There's a, there's a lot of players in there that played really well. I saw quite a few of them. Uh, I found it wonderful to call the shot on Roka missing that my fair lady question. And of course, eliminating him. Oh, there's nobody I wanted to see get bounced out of that tournament more than old saddle stores Roka. (laughs) 
Jesus, you too. But congratulations, you do pick up a three points for the extra three points Thank for the you. dungeon. And um, you win the biggest whiteboard of the day. So there we have it. The biggest good whiteboard. whiteboard. We got alligator skin shoes. We got Rolls Royces. Why wouldn't we have the biggest whiteboard? It's just so extra and so you guys. Well, congratulations again today, guys. Uh, great play today, Ben, I have to tell you. And um, just didn't work out in your favor at the end. It, yeah, you know what? It, it was it was close. I've made this joke before. I never finished Snowpiercer. It was one of those movies I turned on. I meant to watch it the next day. I got an hour into the movie. Really liked it. I've, even, I've joked about this before with PLD because he's such an Ed Harris guy and he shows up at the end of the movie. I just never finished the movie Snowpiercer. So the idea that I would get a question about the end of Snowpiercer, a plot point from the end of it, it's just one of those things you can't write it any different than that. That's the way it had to work out. And of course, on the other side, you've got Primetime and he's got this story. So look, I, I, I love my memory of playing against Paul. It's spectacular. I love this one too. He's going to be a rival of mine in this league for some time. I know it. There's no question in my mind I'm going to run into this kid again and again. And in the dungeon, Jen, we pick our moments and we pick our words carefully because it's all business. So right now, I've got respect for him and I've got respect for you and I've got respect for this league. That's one last thing, Jen. One last thing, Jen. I'm off on Tuesdays from the dungeon so I can walk Kevin if you're busy or you got you, know, you and the family got things going on. I can walk Kevin. I'm available, and I'll do it for free. I don't need a. I don't need a check. Wow. Okay. Thanks, Kaiser. Um, I guess we're done here. Yeah. Back to the desk. Thank you, Jen. I'm sorry you had to deal with that question. We all know that if Jen can't walk Kevin, I am the next person up. And I'm glad that Ben Bateman brought up Griffin Newman as well, because what a performance he gave, totaling by my very unofficial tally, 24 points. Now, while I am not an accountant, I am one of the hosts and announcers and rules officials here at the Schmodown. And so on that controversial Muppets question where Ben Bateman had the wrong preposition in the title, Muppets in space, as opposed to Muppets from space, that's understandable that that might cause some controversy in the chat and possibly a little bit on social media. But the bottom line is thus. While that may be an answer that Ben Bateman himself might have challenged on the other side of it, we at the Schmodown decided and delineated all week that the free-for-all might have a slightly different set of rules where some leniency in the form of prepositions or titles of movies or spelling or syllables might let go. We still wanted to be fair, and we are confident that we have done a just job here today with the winner of the Schmodown free-for-all, with the MVP, and with moment of the year. They're all deserving, Christian, and what an event this was. Free for all four. You're the one that likes to look ahead to the future. So my only question to you is, how are we going to top this next year? I know it's going to be tough. I mean, look, the the answer to that is live. And as you said too, you know, this is the thing when when we were playing in singles matches and teams matches. Yeah, because there there's always been the the leniency as as far as free for all goes. And we understand people get heated up and all that too. And that's fun. That's part of it. That's part of the sport. That's part of being a manager. That's part of being a player. We love the way that everyone played the game and then the performance of everything doing. Like you said, we stand by everything that happened in the game today. Um, but this, as far as the future goes, yeah, man, this is going to be something next year because you look at the reason why this one, I think, not not just because of the competition, 
it's the the talent that we have now and uh, when you look at like the J- jacobis and griffin and and uh, and kim how we even talked about kim kim taylor no, I, yeah i brought up the midas touch she was amazing just talking about but what she did and like that's in, in my and, I, and I'll, I'll tell you right now and i have no problem saying i had a very strong argument for jacob london being the mvp um because uh, i just thought from what he did with coming in as a rookie and being because it's intimidating to do that for people you're watching and all these things and coming in there and saying you know what i'm gonna sit here i'm gonna show what i'm what i'm worth and doing that times 100 and like you said griffin so next year live to see what all of these uh competitors are gonna do and the atmosphere and the screaming and the yelling and the energy that's the way we top it next year it's live uh, I'll be honest, my vote for MVP and moment of the year was Zafortenflaus because I am on his payroll, did not break uh, my way. So congratulations to Paul Oyama, the winner of the Schmodown free-for-all four, one for the books for sure. Ben Bateman, the MVP, and Jacob Blunden for moment of the year. And to our incredible behind-the-scenes crew, this was not a short show. As Christian said, it was a show and a half, and I might counter that by saying this was like three and a half shows because the time duration alone and just the suspense and the thrills and the chills that we got along the way, we could not have done it without an incredible team at Skybound, particularly shouting out Dennis Zen, Courtney Luby, and Nerd Chronic Eric, as well as our awesome writing staff headed up by PJ Campbell and some guy named Krista, uh, Christian. Christian Harloff. I hear he's nice. I don't even. Uh, well, thank you to everybody once again, Mark. Thank you to you, my friend, and Jen, and everybody here uh, who put together and the competitors who really put it all on the line, all 41 of them. And thank you to the FCL zone, Zaflert and Flaus, for coming in here as well. So this, is, uh, this was an amazing, amazing event. Happy. Happy to have everybody. Thank you guys so very much. Thank you for joining us at this year's free for all. And we have so much coming up. If you're a patron, then you got this event. That's right. At the $10 tier, you got this. You have Battlefield. You get Throwdown. You already got the Collins versus Merle. You got the big Kalinowski versus Damon match coming up. Uh, Video Drew versus Marisol McKee. You got that match coming up, and there's so much more. In May, you got the Star Wars title. The Mara Kanopic is defending the Inner Geekdom title in May, and all you have to do is be a $10 patron. You get all of those matches and more. The Star Wars tournament is starting. The Teams tournament is starting. There's so much. Mark, thank you for joining me. As always, appreciate hey. you, my friend. Yeah, I, I had nothing better to do. And, you know, we just have to ask the questions that we have the answers to in front of us. Jen Sturger, that's a whole other ball of wax, and she is the best person for the job. So thank you to Kevin for supporting her, and thank you to Molly for supporting me. She was asleep the entire day. Christian, I don't know the same about the ladies in your life, but I know this and this alone. What a day for the movie trivia showdown. An amazing event, an amazing time. Thank you once again to everybody. And congratulations one more time to primetime Paul Oyama and to Swag with the potential of picking up seven big points depending on when his title match is. So that is a big win. And again, a congratulations to the Dungeon and Ben Bateman for picking up those three points as MVP. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you next time. You 
You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply.